Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises two movies at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, here to end the borrowed time you've all been living on. Merry Christmas! I'm your mouth. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or this whatever cel- month, whatever this other holiday season celebrations you have with family yes. and friends, if you have them. This holiday season, we are discussing uh, Wonder Woman and Justice League. Yeah, they're real holiday themed. <laughs> so we're, we're the, pretty, the mu- biggest... pretty much we're never going to get the chance to talk about these movies otherwise. Yes, because I don't. Because if we talk well, the, if we talk about them now, then we set we set ourselves up pretty well for if like the future movies when they get released on DVD, or whatever, we can go ahead and, and touch on those, and then we can just kind of keep going. If I but care it, enough, by it's, then. It's, it would just be so weird to do like Wonder Woman and then Justice League as like a little two parter thing, and like they don't, I don't know. It's it, we could. It's just there's a lot. We've already we've already done Suicide Squad. We kind of did Man of Steel. And we did, we did Batman Superman. So it's like at this point, we kind of just want to tackle them both. We can talk about why one works. And, and we're also going to treat it as a special more so than a formal yes. episode because I've only seen Justice League once yes. in the theater. Whereas with most things, we go back yes. and we watch it we like, are, on DVD. That way we can like sit down and have our time with it. We are not usually in the business of trying to review a movie right after it comes out. Um, which is also sort of why we're pairing Wonder Woman with this to be like... It's a full retrospective on the DCEU. Plus, it's an actual movie. Yeah, that's who. Um, and so we... Yeah, that, that's why we wanted to just lump them together, and that's how we're going to tackle it, so... Yeah. So are we doing Wonder Woman first? I guess we kind of have to. Yeah. Uh, so Wonder Woman, directed by Patty Jenkins from uh-huh. 2017, has a 92% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89% audience score. I briefly... Well, a little more than briefly. Britton and I had a conversation about this in our Top 10 Superhero Movies episode, mm-hmm. which you weren't there for. Correct. Um, honestly, I'm not sure how much my opinion has changed since then, but uh-huh. we'll get into it. That's uh, fine. Tyler, what... Well, let me go ahead and say, I'm going to be the downer in terms of <laughs> Wonder Woman. I think it's fine. Well, that's okay, because you're going to be the upper in terms of Justice League, right? That's a lie. <laughs> the question... Uh, the, the real issue is, I'm not sure if I can call Wonder Woman a good movie in my opinion i think it's fine i don't know if i can quite get to good but that's just me we'll see whereas you like completely love the movie so or close i do like the movie quite a bit um do your best and worst whatever my best thing break the formula it's a special yeah (laughs) i i don't know if i can like i don't want to just be like it's wonder woman it's my best thing like she's wonder woman great because she is great um I could say that. I could say the No Man's Land. I could even say the score because the score for this movie is, is quite good. Uh, not not even withstanding the like the 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 electric. Even though this movie somehow uses wins, it greatly, wins me over on that. Yeah. in a way that Batman vs Superman <laughs> did not at all. Um, yeah, so because they they they're able to keep it in their pants until they really want to <laughs> pull it <laughs> out, <laughs> and then when they pull it out, I'm like, all right, I, I can go with this. <laughs> Just a little bit. Merry Christmas, everyone. Anyway. We're a PG podcast. Off to a good start. Can you edit that part out? <laughs> no. Is it too late? No. We've gone too far. <laughs> um, we have to keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
I think that's an apt metaphor for the DC universe. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's fair. How every movie they're just constantly like, let's just try and throw in as many explosions. We'll just make it as big as possible. Yep. It's fine. Um. <laughs> Continue. So, so, I don't... There's a lot of stuff about this movie that works for me. In a, in a way that gives it a sort of tone... Specifically, that is something I've been looking for for a really long time. And I guess that's that's my best thing, is that it has that powerful, uplifting superhero. This is what a Superman... This is really what a DC superhero movie should feel like. I mean, it does it does sort of have that feeling of... In my opinion, not that it is, is as good as The Dark Knight. I'm, I'm going to compare it to The Dark Knight. That doesn't mean it's the same movie. Stop it. I know what you want to say. Don't. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience. Are you um, sure you're not talking to me? I feel YouTube, like you're talking to me. You too. Um, but it's it's the same. I mean, and and even that is is more bitter. I guess it's it's bittersweet with with you know the fact that people fall, but it is triumphant at the end. It's like this is a hero. Like he is a hero, and he does hero things. And you you know you you do sort of get that with Spider-Man one and two. Although we have, we have discussed those before, and we do think that they're they're quite a bit dated. Um, it's just i mean the mcu the the character we, we we do like the mcu quite a bit but a lot of the characters are very flawed on purpose um i haven't seen the first avenger in a long time so i'm actually not sure about that one but in general i i just the entire the the fact that we finally have a super powerful hero who is tackling oops who is tackling problems of that, that who is try, dealing with how to tackle a problem that they can't just punch in the face necessarily i mean i know you're gonna say all this crap about the third act but that's not actually the case no no no, no. i'm just it's just amusing comparing it to the other movies in this franchise yes yes exactly exactly um because we'll talk about the third act the third act is not i i think the third act they try to eat their went or have their cake and eat it too i don't think that necessarily ruins the point of the movie or ruins the themes of the movie. So I, I have strong opinions about that. We'll get there. Um, but overall, just the, the idea of a superhero who is extremely powerful, but is still trying to grapple with the fact that they can't just solve all their problems by beating it up with a sword and that they do actually have to, to suffer and that they're, that they, they are going to have to kind of lift the entire human race. They can't, they can't just do it alone. Um, and the fact that, that it's sort of, accomplishes that feeling of a powerful icon for the modern hero and like you know i don't know it's there's so much going into that theme that we have not seen i think in a very long time um i don't know when the last movie we saw we had a movie that that hit those beats quite like that was outside of maybe i I would probably say one of the first two spider-man movies and again those are pretty dated and going back further than that, you probably have to go all the way back to Superman. And again, that is pretty dated. Uh, the great movies, but they're they're kind of they are they do not really have much of a place in the modern superhero dynamic paradigm. I would say the superhero movie paradigm. Um, just as far as I think, if if I think people would be surprised, I think people would be surprised how much they do have nostalgia for those first two Spider-Man films that is not necessarily uh completely well placed they're good movies they're fine they're good they, they're, there's good stuff it's just uh, anyway 
my point is that they got I, problems they do my point is that this movie i think is currently our best example of a movie that does something like this where it's the hero is triumphant and wins the day in a way that like really is actually inspiring and not just hey i'm breaking zod's neck or i just i, I disagree a little bit what would you what would you say is because I'm, I'm trying to think of other examples and i i just that's why i like this movie so much is because i don't know if there's a movie and i think this is also why you have some disconnect with it because i don't think this is a feeling you're really looking for as much in a movie this is very much coming from a comic book focus for me a comic book perspective i would argue that age of ultron does the same thing I can see that. And I like Age of Ultron a lot because better than most the, people. The whole ending is, of course, we got to kill every single Ultron, that's, Ultron that's robot. True. But much more important than that, they have to save every single person in that city. Yeah. yeah. And the first Avengers, too. And Captain America makes that, like, that's the rule. He's, he's yeah. like, we're, we're not just going to blow up yeah. the city with all these people on it. We're getting yeah, everyone Yeah, I do off. agree with that. I do definitely agree with that, actually. We're going to so, save yeah, yeah, every yeah, single absolutely. person. Um, however... You know, like real heroes would. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, hey, what? Is that Superman flying into that building? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Merry Um, Christmas. My thing thing specifically with this is that that is that that and the first Avengers I think do both hit those notes, but they are ensemble pieces, and and they I mean they kind of do rally around, especially in the second one. That is a rally around Captain America, you know, kind of leading that charge, and that is definitely the same feeling I got there. But this is like an entire movie of that feeling for me, and it's about one character, one icon making a difference, and that. I just, I've wanted that for a very that's, long time, okay. and they finally gave it to us. Um, I do, and yeah, I, I agree the same with with both Avengers. I think they are very underrated for that, like feeling for the fact that they are about heroes doing hero things, for sure. What what's your worst thing then? I suppose I didn't get uh, my worst thing. I am going to give this to stereoty- Oh, yeah, there's a worse thing. My worst thing is going to be the stereotypical worst thing, which is, it's probably stealing, well, this might not be stealing it from you, which would be the, the third act in general. Like That not, is not my worst thing? Not, well, my, I should, my worst I should th- specify. My worst thing feeds into that, but that's not my worst I thing. I should specify. There's a couple of things that I think they should have changed. Um, and we can, we can spend a while deconstructing what happened here. Let's not. Uh, we we should, though. Like, it's it's it's. I think it's fascinating, because there is good stuff in there. It's not just, like... I mean, I know you you hate everything, so that's fine. But like, I I would like everybody to go back and watch the or listen to the previous episode where we just sung Creed's Creed's where praises, we just, where where like, we insert words we don't want to where, use. Where Creed. I where I pinpointed specific lines of dialogue that made me feel something. Feelings. Um, no, it's the third act specifically. There are two parts of this, and I, I cannot remember. I, I've had this, I've like constructed this argument before in my head. And for one, specifically, why his, his design's stupid as far as the, the mustache goes. It's just, it's distracting, and it gives a lot of. Um, it's a lot like Martha, where it, it's a lot like the Martha scene, where it gives a lot of ammo that doesn't. It gives a lot of ammo, A, for fanboys to be. Or for, it, it's something where somebody at some point in the production should have looked at that and said to somebody, this looks kind of stupid. Yes. This sounds kind of ridiculous. They really should have had. They really should have had him. Uh, like you can have him be old posh British mustache guy in the World War One era. Yeah. And then when he when he sort of becomes Ares, they should have had him get the the classic 
mask like the, that's just like yeah. a shadow mask that has red eyes um and then you sh- that's it like oh now he's airy like maybe you, you show a little bit of transforming into something more mysterious and that you don't really see we don't have a flashback where he's sitting in a cave and it's kind of weird um because then again he has the posh british mustache uh it's but but it's, we were watching it with a friend who hadn't seen this movie before and his uh, all through the third act he was going yeah but why has he got a 70s porno mustache <laughs> This doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah. And it's it's again it's it's sort of to be fair, our friend liked the movie for yes, the most part. Yeah, um, it's it's I think it's a lot like the Martha scene, where the Martha scene I think was a lightning rod for people who hated the movie to be like, look, that's really dumb. And then like me, yes, like like us. Even though, however, well, let me let me finish my thought here. The re the, I think that's kind of or that annoyed me a lot because that allowed fanboys of the DCU who were just like, I like these characters on the screen. It allowed them to construct these elaborate responses, yeah. specifically thinking, oh, everyone hates Martha, and that just means they don't get it, when really that is just one bit, but it's such a, an outstanding bit that everyone focused on that, and yeah. thus they thought that was it, the only problem people easy, had. It's such an easy thing to point to. Yes. It's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to go into Batman murdering people and why that's a problem, other than this Martha bit is funny and stupid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I or think Superman shouldn't be acting like a like a smug, you know, angsty prick the yeah. whole movie. And here's why it's a problem. Yeah. And I think this is similar in that having the dumb mustache thing allows people to look at him and be like, "Oh my gosh, the movie's so dumb. Look at the or the third act's terrible. Look at the mustache," which kind of ruins the. It, it really destroys all. Let me finish both that. both live action DC movies this year have horrible problems with mustaches. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you're not wrong. We'll get there. That's, we will get there. <laughs> the, the Christmas gift I want this year is the Gillette package with Superman <laughs> on it. I want that shaving kit. Oh my gosh. Um, Irony. Continue. So, but I think that sort of acts similarly in kind of the opposite way where that really masks any sort of nuanced discussion on the third act and why it might work or not work. Like, it it would just be so much easier if that wasn't a thing so that you could focus a little more... Everyone at large might focus a little more on, okay, here's the themes and, and like... What, because I think their biggest problem with the third act is that they try to have their cake and eat it too. And I don't think that's necessarily a huge problem. But when you combine it with something like that and you have these kind of muddled ideas that, yeah. that they're sort of trying to do two things at once yeah then i think that it's sort of and there's some there's some spotty effects i, I definitely agree um i think that's just spotty effects throughout the movie there are because it's, the dcu just has spotty effects all over the place i don't understand how they pump so much money well, into these movies. even man of steel has spotty yeah. effects yeah and that's the one that was exactly. just we're just doing a one-off we don't know if we're gonna i have, turn it I have no idea how they're like not making this perfect. I, I, I think it's because of the rushed productions and they Probably. have the time. They don't know what they're doing. They got to yeah. do tons of reshoots. They oh, don't, we got to change know, this. They don't know what the effect's going to look yeah. like in the final cut. Yeah, yeah. Because um, nobody sure. has a clear vision as to what they're doing. The third act is definitely where the effects look worse in this. But there are some weird green screen effects uh, here and there throughout the movie, kind of dotted. Themyscira does look great. The the island, the Amazon island. I will say that, and I I like. That they show, they give us all that color, and then they put her in World War One London, and then we like that's it's themes. It, it makes sense 
You mean, as they, opposed you to, mean they just color the 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 screen for with a purpose? Yeah, there's an actual like thematic idea there as opposed to Well the best part I is, like gray well, and orange. Well the best part is when she puts on the costume. Yes. The costume is still colorful even though everything else is gray. Exactly. Like like imagine Man of Steel where everything's supposed to be more downplayed mm-hmm. and, and quote unquote realistic mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be gray to go along with that mm-hmm. how it's a cynical world. But then Superman puts on that costume and it's bright blue and red and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, he's the symbol. Mm-hmm. But no. It's just discolored like everything else mm-hmm. and it looks ugly. Yeah, yeah. And I I have thoughts on that that kind of tie into a larger thing here as to why this is the best Superman movie since Superman 1 or 2, whichever one you want to put the cutoff there. 1. <laughs> okay. Um, Superman 2 has its moments. I haven't seen Superman 2, Su- so... Superman 2 suffers very much from the typical DC, oh, we got rid of our director, <laughs> let's do massive reshoots. Uh, oh, there's tons of continuity. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Marlon um, Brando doesn't... We have to pay him royalties to bring his footage back. Let's just sure. let's just have it be Superman's mom that's talking to him in the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> it's fine, even though we have all this Marlon Brando footage just sitting here. <laughs> hey, Margot Kidder looks kind of weird. Oh, I guess she got like dental surgery or something. Continue. <laughs> so to try to, to reel this back into the third act, though, um, there's something else I'm forgetting. I'll, I'll remember it in a bit. As as far as something I would I think needs to be changed, but for the most part. I don't hate it. I just don't love it because I I, lo- I do love the fact that they are talking about things. They're saying, "Hey, there's a conversation." Yes, we're talking about. Could you imagine if Superman tried having a conversation with Doomsday? <laughs> and then Doomsday just like you snap my neck. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Anyway, then, um, yeah, it's, the, I think that it's just that they, they kind of confuse the, the, the momentum and the force too much, and I like some of what they do, but we'll talk about it. I think this is I gonna, like, I do think I know what your worst thing is going to be, and I'll, I'll tie it I like that. 50% of that finale. It, yeah, yeah, I think I probably like a little more, but, but, uh, I, I would agree overall. I like 50%. Yeah. Um. Solid half <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's there there's stuff that may, that is good enough for me to not be like oh this ruins the movie but there's also stuff that's like eh, if they had not if they had not had that other stuff it's gonna be a problem um yeah so that's that's my 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 worst thing i guess well, well there's a lot of stuff i want to talk about but i don't want to just continue to like yeah end up talking about the entire movie from this standpoint so go ahead and, and say your stuff my best thing is gal Gadot and chris pine <clears throat> It's very much my argument when I start trying to defend the Amazing Spider-Man movies to people, mm-hmm. where I go, the key to those movies is Gwen and Peter. You get those two working, you get that chemistry, because their relationship is the heart of those movies, and if they work, I can forgive a lot. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same thing here. You get those those two working, they have great chemistry together, I okay. want them to be together. The only scenes I really like are when they're hanging out together, everything else is just kind of blah. That's the stuff I really like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, get, can we? Why waste Chris Pine in a role like this? He's huh? he's really good. Can, can we not have used him for like a Hal Jordan or something? Yeah. Something more more where, where we get him for more movies. Although apparently he's coming back for Wonder Woman two. I don't know how that's happening. Good. I don't know. 
I don't care. We about can this. talk all about the future of this. I franchise. don't care. I don't care about this universe. <laughs> I I just don't. We um, can spend some time there and in, in a little bit here. Um. So what what is your worst thing? The villains, just okay, in general. That, that's exactly what I thought you were going to Dr. Say. Maru has promise, but the problem yeah. is she's an underling, and they ultimately go nowhere with her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a nice little bit where uh, Steve Trevor's trying to talk with her, and is like trying to get mm-hmm. under her skin and talk to her and try and get information mm-hmm. out of her, because he's a spy. But then the scene just kind of ends, because Diana shows up to kill uh, uh, X-Men Origins Striker. Yeah, Ludendorff. Sure, I'll call him X Men Origin Strike. That's fine, fine. Uh, and then that's that's pretty much it. Mm. Like her character should, I, I don't think Ares should be in this movie. No, I think there should be a prevailing thing where Wonder Woman, where Diana's like, I have to go kill Ares. Mm-hmm. I have to kill Ares, and maybe you have Ludendorff in there without the stupid drugs that make him into a super soldier because that's yeah. we'll, really we'll get into that. we can talk about that's that. yeah. really stupid. But you get to the ending, and she has the realization of, oh, this isn't Ares. Oh, yep. what have we done? Like, uh, uh, humanity's terrible. And then Steve's talking to her, and she, he's like, okay, yeah, I know. I know, people are terrible. We're, we're not perfect. We're flawed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're good, you know? Yeah. And, and me and my boys, we're going to go and try and save everybody. So maybe you could help us, maybe not. And she has, like, a moment where she's questioning everything. And then she goes... And maybe she has to take on a whole army of Germans mm-hmm. by herself, and yeah. she's just she's cool. she's holding them off. Meanwhile, Steve has the realization of, oh God, I have to sacrifice myself. Yeah. I have to do the thing. Like I think all of that could still work. Yeah, I agree. Without having to throw in Ares third act. Again, again, it's it's dumb too many. It's too many. I, again, I love the fact that they actually talk and they have conversations yeah. about themes and meaning and character and, and life. Yeah, and they have a dialogue with the villain. That is not completely like, I hate humans and I'm going to yeah. kill them all. It's like, hey, the earth used to be beautiful and look what they did to it. Yeah. And look, I, I'm not really involved in any of this. I'm just kind of, you know, pushing them. I'm, I'm giving them these tools and look at what they're doing with them. Yeah. And, and that sort of thing. And I like that. But again, it's, you have the twist and then it's, and then you have that great moment, like you were saying with Steve and, and Wonder Woman, where it's like, oh, she, she's realizing that humanity is very flawed. And then you've got Ares there. And this is sort of kind of where that mustache is is sort of the embodiment of, of, of that. The the entire Ares thing kind of is is also a, a larger point of the 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 third act and why it's kind of just very rough because you're sitting there having the audience ha- go through this realization with Wonder Woman and then you have Ares actually show up and there are a lot of people who got very confused and thought, oh, so once Ares shows up, that reverts what she just learned. When the idea is actually, she learns that, and then she kill, like she learns, oh, humanity is actually screwed up. Mm-hmm. And they, even though they ha- they do have a conversation about, like I just said, they have a conversation where they say, look, humanity is screwed up, I'm not doing this. And that's fine and all, but then when you have a big battle with a villain after doing something like that, there are a lot of people who came away with the opinion, it was like, oh, okay, so that was just a little bit of twist and there was actually Ares, and she killed him, and everything's fine now. Even though she has a dialogue, a monologue at the end of the movie, where she explicitly says, "Oh hey, I, I, I discovered that through that experience that humans are actually terrible, but I'm trying to help them." Um, but that again, this is why there's not that much dialogue in movies, is because it's easy to get lost, get get that kind of theme stuff lost when you're telling it versus showing it in the visuals. And so when 
she kills a guy and she's upset that it's not Ares and then Ares shows up at that point you're like oh okay I guess that's Ares and the, and the audience is not necessarily going to pick up on everything you're trying to say there and that's what I mean by trying to have their cake and eat it too they want to have the nice thematic elements there and I think they do that for the most part I don't think it's it's you know necessary to the detriment of the movie but it, it is it's it's conflicting in telling us this and then having a big final battle with a big boss dude who happens to have a dumb mustache it that's that's kind of where all of that conflict comes in and ludendorff fascinates me because on paper it makes sense why they played in the way they did and i love because the idea is that he is a t a cookie cutter movie villain yeah that she kills at the end and i love that idea i love that idea that that he's just like the the, the villain is like oh he's the big bad german dude and that must be Ares. and then she kills him it's like oh okay the the thing is the biggest problem i think is the power thing um like you're talking about with the where he has like little he cracks the thing and like sniffs it and yeah. he turns into why, the, not just so, have it so, be, why not just have it be a young guy who works out a lot yeah, I think well because the idea why is not that, have it be Dolph Lundgren that would like, be great like, that just, would be fascinating just, um, <clears throat> I mean I know Dolph Lundgren's not young anymore, I, but, it's fine it doesn't I mean, have to be young I mean, it can be Dolph I mean, Lundgren I mean he was whooping Stephen Amell's butt on Arrow season 5 <laughs> um, that's all I'm saying but the, because the idea there is that they yes I've watched the first five seasons of Arrow <laughs> You <laughs> realize that you made a terrible mistake, and I think most of it is better than what we've gotten in the DCEU. <laughs> Fair, um, most, most. Anyways, the because season uh, four was the, rough. The, the setup, yeah. <laughs> uh, the setup for that is that the whole point of that plot line. I don't know. It's very weird because the whole point of that plot line, the whole point of his little power thing, is so that Wonder Woman will have someone to actually fight at the end. Yeah. So it can be like. Okay, you know she she's it's it's so, it's that, so that she she feels like oh I am fighting Ares because yeah. look at how strong he is right, but it's weird because you've set up this weird little power stuff that's like science based I guess, and so you're just very you're like I guess that's like it feels like you're telling us that he's not Ares because Doctor Moreau like gives him these power things, and I we know way more than Diana knows and that's yes. a problem in terms of are we supposed to be surprised when Ares shows exactly. up exactly that's a problem because it's supposed to be this is a, a we're supposed to assume that Ares is the comic book cookie cutter villain right. who gets killed and then you were like oh okay she did it and then nothing changes and you're like oh snap you know this is because we know enough about it we're just kind of confused and it telegraphs that, that twist yeah and it, I, I, I agree they need to have found something else to do I, 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 I think it would be I think it would be fine if you just had him be nor be just like the guy you have the scenes where um, Dr. Moreau is trying to create mustard gas Do Dr. Moreau Moreau fine this this isn't the island of Dr. Moreau is it are we sure <laughs> you have the scenes where they're they're developing the gas and you know that's terrifying whatever you don't have the stuff with him getting power pellets and then you just have her like shock him like she jumps up and then she she gives her speech and then she just stabs him and, also and... the fight between them doesn't last long anyway. exactly exactly is that it's like have it be an extended fight if that if it's supposed to be a, it, a either, well, it's, it's one of the two it's yeah. either do an extended fight or just have her they, stab him they wouldn't have these yes either i think the best thing would be the most efficient thing would be to cut all that power stuff out and then she just jumps up and she stab and like you know do make him super evil make us have no doubt that he's aries or whatever 
then have him, have her stab him after giving the the the, the monologue yeah. and have him be like super like oh god and like like have him look terrified when we don't really realize why that he's just terrified because this woman just jumped up onto his watchtower and is being weird when well even like you could do some subtle things like maybe um like maybe he's got some Aries like iconography yeah. or something to hint at yeah like maybe trying to trick the audience into making you think he's Aries yeah. and then and then she other stabs than, him and then other than Wonder Woman just being like Oh, he's got to be Ares. Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then she stabs him, and then that's, like, the thing. And so, yeah, it, it all of that ties into and sort of collides at the end to create a, a, a bit of a mess in what is otherwise a, a thematically interesting ending. It just it just all sort of slides together and makes a big little pile of like I'm not sure what all to pull out of this. So yeah, I I think Aries should not be in the movie. I, I think, think it, I think that is an interesting take to go on it. I think that would be really well. That's cool. that's how you subvert expectations. You'd be yeah. like, oh, we're not having again the big dumb CGI. Have your cake eat it too. Yeah. They they want the big CGI yeah. dumb slugfest that doesn't even really work because they don't have quite the effects for it. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's just her like fighting an army while yeah. Steve and the other guys are doing their thing, I I think that's a lot more yeah. effective. And if you want, you can even have the bit at the end where she's considering killing Doctor Maru, yeah. and that's where she yeah. has the realization or something. Yeah. Even though it still bothers me that she's just killing Germans left and right, yeah. and at the end she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave you be." Well, even though you're part of the problem. <laughs> I mean, the, well, Although that's she's, the, she's defenseless at that moment, so. Yeah, it's, it's not like and, well, she it's, has it's, a gun it's, she's it, trying to shoot. But her. it's also the again the idea is that she has the realization it's not Ares doing this. These aren't like minions of Ares. It's yeah. like these are real humans. So I mean, yeah. I think that's fine if you play through with the full if you, if you go fullsies, I guess fullsies, and then you go through the whole thing and and you actually have kind of give the punch there. Yeah, where there is no Ares at least in this particular moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also just find Danny Houston horribly distracting in this. Just cast German actors. Who is that? Uh, Ludendorff. Is he okay? Also, this this goes into a problem. I have this with uh, First Avenger too, uh, and it's more distracting here. <laughs> I think. We'll we'll have to keep an eye out for this because okay. you, you have you have like freaked no, out I, about this every time. No, I it is a problem with First Avenger, and uh-huh. I think more so there. Well, more so here because it contradicts itself. You have German soldiers talking to each other like you have Ludendorff talking to like his chain of command or whatever mm-hmm. they're not speaking German they're speaking English mm-hmm. but then you have later scenes where like Diana's talking to what's the actor guy's name Sammy Sammy and they're they're uh, speaking different languages to try and test each other and there are subtitles mm-hmm. do one or the other like have have them speaking English the whole time and it's just based on their accents. That's how we take whatever language they're supposed to be speaking. That's just for the benefit of the audience. Like with First Avenger. Yeah. Where, where Red Skull's just talking to Armin Zola and just like, okay, I guess they're speaking German maybe. Who cares? <laughs> um, but nobody else is speaking a different language in that movie. Everybody's just speaking English. So it's it's less of a problem. Yeah. Whereas with this one, there's just constant contradictions. I find it horribly distracting. <laughs> uh, Almost as distracting as the aspect ratio changes in Transformers 5. It's close. It's not quite that bad. 
I'm slowly you're always the only reason I'm doing this podcast is so that one day I can infiltrate Hollywood and create a movie that will just bug you so hard you're pinpointing all of the little the little pet peeves you have yeah yeah no that's fair did you realize that movie would just be Batman going on a murder spree for like (laughs) you're gonna say that movie would just be Batman versus Superman oh (laughs) well you're not (laughs) wrong um yeah no it's yeah, it's it's an issue, and it, it happens all the time in movies. I don't know why they do it. It's not that difficult at this point well, like, to like, just be like, like I hey. said, like I said, it, there's there's the difference. If everybody's speaking the same language, fine, I, I can mean, let it go. I, I don't know that I've, I, I get that. It's one scene where they they speak a different language. It makes and me like, feel like halfway through production, they they yeah, they probably. change their minds about how they want to execute. That. But but it's 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 one scene that's at the the behest of a joke slash intro for a, for a kind of a, a, a fun little comedic character. Yeah, and and that's really the main contradiction. I don't I don't really know if I forgive other movies. And even more so, uh, Steve Trevor asks Diana back when they're on the island. He's like, "How do you all know English?" And she says, "Oh, we we've studied all the languages. Like yeah. we know all the languages." Don't address it in the script if you're then gonna. But when, I feel like you would just be more bothered if they didn't address it because then you'd be like, "How could she speak English?" Well, like in in like a bunch of alien movies, I don't I don't really question most of the time. I don't question when the <laughs> aliens are speaking English, like. I think that's different, though. I I, I don't know that I forg- I would forgive First Avenger for that. If you, if you notice when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, they have a very small yeah. Easter egg that addresses that because some people actually care about that sort of thing. They're called the MCU. They're called James Gunn. They're called Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the big thing. Of course, only narrowing it down there. Um, yeah, it's... They're called all of the above. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Where, where do we want to take this next? Because we got some some other topics to mind. I think this movie has a weak to mediocre first act. I don't know. Uh, a a stellar I, second act and a very weak third act. I think the first act is not. I I, I really enjoy it because the first act is where we get a lot of the interaction between characters that I I really enjoy. I think the movie gets off on the wrong foot. Is what I'm trying to say. I guess. Mostly because I feel like the the way they dole out information is weird. I agree about the the monologue thing, kind of, or not the monologue. Oh yeah, the, the narration thing. It, yeah, there, there's, it comes there's the, too late. There, well, be... there's the bit where like Hippolyta is trying to explain um, how the how they were created, how the mascara was yeah. created, and all that. And it's this extended monologue, and it just cuts between her and Antiope. And it keeps cutting back and forth between them, but it's supposed to be a story that Hippolyta is reading to Diana, like as a bedtime yeah. story. It doesn't make any this sense. This does not bother me all that much because no, I honestly it's, it's did, a, it's I did, a small I minor did thing. not notice it until the subtitles, seeing the subtitles when we watched this last time. Yeah. And I promise you, no one else noticed that outside of like, like in the general audience. I don't know yeah. why they did that. That's a weird. I guess the idea is that like. They're both, as they're training her, they're both kind of giving her information. Well, here's, how they, strange... here's how you do it if you do it that way. You have it be, Hippolyta tells her the story up to a certain point, And the I rest of the information... What, when, you, when you pointed that out, I thought that's what you, what they were going for. But right? then it cuts back to Yeah, Hippolyta. but then it keeps coming back and forth. You do it where she tells her the information up to a certain point, and then she doesn't want to tell her the rest. And Antiope is like, okay, now I'm going to tell you the rest. I'm going to tell you the real story. Yeah. yeah. Also... Don't have it be she starts training Diana and then Hibalta shows up and she's like, You should be training her. And Antiope's like, But we gotta train her. And Hibalta's like, Well, then you will train her harder. I mean, 
I, I think that's fine. I, I think that's I, good characterization. I, I think that's poor pacing. That's fine. I mean, that's fine if you think it that way. If the whole just, if the whole movie is about her training, and that's like the midpoint, if that's like the low point where Hippolyta finally finds out, but but just to have that be like it's a, just uh, it's not it's just like an origin. It's not. But you know, for, for considering how small it is and how quick it is, it feels like that it doesn't even need to be yeah, there. That's fair. It's the the bigger point there is to show Hippolyta and how and, irrational she is. Yeah, well, how yeah, how much she she is so paranoid about. Diana going out and, and being in the world of men. Yeah. And how and like just generally being in danger because because of her origin that we find out at the end. I think it would have been better if we started off with Steve Trevor because he's yeah. our eyes in. That's true. And he shows up to the island and he doesn't know what's going on and he has to get a whole bunch of exposition. He has to get an exposition dump from Diana. Mm-hmm. But we've already had a whole bunch of expedi- exposition dumps prior to that. Like you just... Yeah, I mean, they don't really give him an exposition dump, though. I mean, a little bit. She, there, oh, there's it, a nice scene. It's where... very weird that we get an explanation as to who the Amazons are and the, what the mascara is after we see the Amazons and the mascara. Like, I feel like we should be learning about all of this stuff as Steve Trevor I mean, is learning about it. You can do it that way, and I, I, I like I see that, but like they and, do explain where it comes from and the I actual think, like I think they could have just done a lot of the, the stuff where she's a little girl in flashback eh. I kind of like that it opens up with young little Wonder Woman I, I do really like that choice actually that it's it's, it's little girl Wonder Woman because she's so she, it's just like oh it, I think okay let me let me rephrase this I think it's very a very cool choice to do that for the first superheroine um movie that isn't terrible <laughs> <laughs> like I I think that's a really powerful thing to have it be the little girl who is growing up and we see her we see a quick kind of kind of overview of her training into this warrior princess just because I think that is such a powerful like image. I think that's such a powerful iconography and and sort of visual storytelling. You could probably cut it down a bit. I don't know if that you need all the stuff going on there, but yeah, I, I I do think that that is I that's specifically why I really like that is because I think that is important to be like. This is this is a movie about you know kind of empowerment. It's like it's it's it doesn't really spend all that much time on like feminine stuff, but I think that's a nice subtle way of of really targeting that, and and that's the reason why this movie made a ton of money. Yeah, because they they very much without making it a big like oh we're gonna talk about how women are awesome and aren't men dumb this is sjw the movie yeah it's 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 very it's it's subtle stuff like that that makes it very very powerful i think as a tale of of kind of female empowerment so i i do like that choice a lot actually but i i do agree that the steve trevor thing is interesting i I I think there's overall better way to read i think there's overall better i just i just the whole movie i think (laughs) I, i think Overall, it's not the weakest editing of these movies by a mile, but I don't think this movie is edited very well. Yeah, I can agree with that. There's a lot of just very strange small moments that I kept pointing out, and they are nitpicks, but there's just a whole bunch of just <laughs> little minor editing things that were just yeah. bugging the crap editing out of Editing is probably the biggest just, flaw just, of the DCEU. <laughs> just, just, one, just one obvious example. When um, Ares shows up and is like, I'm actually Ares, Diana, and she reaches back and, yeah. and she's like, oh, my sword's missing because it's up on top of the, the tower. Mm-hmm. Then the next, we cut away to Steve Trevor, then we cut back and she just it, jumps down and she's like, I got my sword now. I almost wonder 
Do you think it was like reshoots or something? No, that's almost what I'm wondering is if they had a shot of her dropping down from the roof after she kills Ares. Mm-hmm. And then that's like when she first... I, I would have to watch and see how that confrontation works. I don't know. But you, you've got me interested now because that is such a bizarre thing. It, I do wonder if she killed him... Originally she killed him, dropped down, and then confronted Ares or whatever. And maybe they didn't have that Steve Trevor thing. And so they had to do a reshoot of her to show her being like, oh, I don't have my sword, and jumping up and grabbing it and coming back. So that... I don't know. That's weird. Another example, and this is something that you... I, we had an actual argument about mm-hmm. because we took away... We had two completely different takeaways. It's when Diana... There's like a huge explosion and you can't tell... Like, the audio's yeah. sort of faded out, and Steve Trevor's trying to have a conversation with her, and then they come back to it later, and the, all the audio's filled in. And I've, I've looked into this. Other people have my... Have, I mean, I, I agree that it's a weird choice, but I, I think... Well, well, your your yeah. opinion is that she is I hearing what, they what he is saying. Yes. And that they, they, like they're actually having a conversation where they can both understand each because, other. Well, because it doesn't make any sense for... Well, I'll, I'll let you explain the, the whole argument here first. But Well, my takeaway is that her ears are ringing because it's just a huge yeah. explosion. Realism, whatever. Who needs realism in this, in this third act? But she, needs realism she, in the can, she can't hear what Steve Trevor's trying to tell her. And Steve Trevor's like, I have to go take the plane. I have to go die. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, no. Whatever whatever it is, I can take care of it. Blah, blah, blah. And then, but he, he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it cuts back to it. And then all the audio's filled in, and it's like, did she, rem- did she suddenly get her hearing back retroactively? Like, how, what happened here? So my my assumption, and this is a weird editing choice, but I'm pretty sure what the idea was is that she. I mean, I and I kind of thought that when I first saw it, but on on rewatches, I think it makes a lot more sense that this is what they intended, even if they don't do a good job of showing it. What, I feel like what the idea is that we weren't supposed to... They wanted to find some way of having that impactful conversation happen when they were having... And that little flashback happen right before... Like, as she was sort of thinking over whether or not to kill... Because that's when it happens, right? When she's about to kill um, Maru, right? She's holding up the tank. Isn't that when the flashback comes in? Uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure that's when it happens. I don't remember. Um, it is a weird choice. I'll, I'll be honest... Even though I, I, every time I watch this, I've, I've seen it a few times. Every mm-hmm. time I watch the ending, I try to pay a bit more attention. But like the first time I watched the movie, the finale, my eyes were just like completely mm-hmm. glazed over. I could not care less. Yes. Other than Steve and we Tre- can discuss other than Steve Trevor sacrificing yes. himself, which was very well done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we can discuss how you feel about action and again yeah. why they shouldn't have had the big yeah. dumb super villain action fight. Yeah. The, the finale should all should be all about the relationships. Yes. yes. Um, um, uh, but yeah, Continue. yeah. So I'm pretty sure because this just makes the most sense from a storytelling perspective. The idea is that she heard that, and they wanted to. She she did hear the the the, the conversation originally, and they wanted to be tricky and put that as a like like make sure that that conversation we don't hear that we as an audience don't hear because they do when they have the actual like flashback play they have the buzzing kind of fade out. And I'm pretty sure the idea that they want us to have is they don't want that conversation to happen until it's in a big impactful moment and it kind of in, in, informs why she's the, the the I guess the conflict she's going through in that moment, the internal conflict she's having. And so they don't want us to hear that. They don't want us to have that that moment until as an audience until after it's happened basically because that's just the only way the structure works. And so they were, I'm pretty sure they were just trying to get cute 
and be like, okay, then we're gonna have her actually hear it there, but we're gonna we're gonna have the audience kind of be out of the picture for the moment, and then come back into it. And I think it's a huge problem that we can't even agree on. Yeah, I agree. Again, how, how we're supposed editing, to take that. editing is editing is screwed up for these movies in yeah. general. Like they're just Warner Brothers has problems, but. Um, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Which is why they will fast track Wonder Woman two, and it'll be a rush job, and it'll be terrible as yeah. well. Uh-huh. Let's talk about that no man's land scene, otherwise known as the best scene in the whole so, film. I would have been okay if that was the climax. What is? You, let, let's talk for a bit about Man of Steel. No, the purpose of Man of Steel, allegedly, allegedly <laughs> is to is to update in, Superman in, in quotes. Yes italicized bold <laughs> and underlined in the, in the biggest font you got it's like the, the spongebob squidward scene where, where squidward's stuck in a weird dimension it's like a loom allegedly allegedly um <laughs> the idea is supposed to be that we're updating superman for a modern world allegedly. and that we are <laughs> we are <laughs> we are taking we are taking Superman and we're putting him in the modern world where you know things aren't colorful and people have to deal with problems and stuff and and we're gonna sh- we're gonna show what this character is like in a modern world and you know what the character we got is he's he's a he's like a grumpy moody dude who's like angsty about parents that like told him hey. You know, we're still going to love you if you, like, turn into an evil dictator and take over the world, probably, just so you know. I mean, that's not what they say, but I think I think we... I don't think it's much of a stretch to sort of exaggerate that out of what they say to him. Because they're basically just like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, it's fine. And and then... then The worst part is when they double down on that in Batman vs. Superman, where yes. she's like, you can save everyone or be their hero, or be none of it, who cares? <laughs> who cares about people living... <laughs> Um, that's the moment where you try and fix that you try and great power great responsibility more like great power great responsibility. am i right um yeah it's that that is that is ostensibly they they make it a cynical world and they make it a cynical superman whereas this movie this movie it's a cynical world but wonder woman is still wonder woman and it takes place in world war one yeah, it doesn't take place in modern time. We're not even there. It takes place in World War One, and we get that message of this is what an icon, a, a powerful superhero icon, can be. I, I really wish they they did like this. They repeated the bit where like people see the WW and they're like, "What does that stand for?" And she's like, "Oh, on the island, it means hope." <laughs> it's Greek but, for but hope. I don't care if it's repeated. People would accept it a lot more yeah. than this one. Yeah, because. <laughs> the, the just the, when I realized that's where we were going in that moment, in that that is one of my my favorite movie experiences in a while. Like that scene where I realized, oh, literally, this is about to be a because and they build it up so perfectly. You with mean like, the bit where Superman and Zod are fighting yes, around Metropolis and they like bust through? And it's great. And I just I was ecstatic. And, and Superman tell you holding on to Zod's face and like dragging it yes. through glass. Uh huh. Da, da, Personally, da, da, da. I love when Superman tries to kill his heroes the same way the Punisher tries to punish his villains. Or kill his villains, words. Anyway. Um, Zod, in many ways, is the hero of Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he cares about his people more than Superman cares about his. Either of them. 
I will find him. <laughs> so that that when I realized in that because they build it up so perfectly with like where where they they don't let her save the people that are injured. They're like, you can't help them. We got we, we got to we, we have to get a, a mission. Got to get get to the goal. And where she's like, no. No, no, screw it. I'm going. I'm going into Di- this. Diana, it's the no man's land. That means no man can cross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we got... We and and they, they don't... They also don't say, I am no man or anything like that. Which was great in Lord of the Rings, but would have been horribly... It's, it's a bit on the nose in Lord of the Rings. I like it, but it's a bit it's on the nose. It's spectacular in Lord of the Rings. It's, I'm going to... I'm not going to be able to look at those movies objectively when we get to them, and I'm so excited for it. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> See, I won't be able to look at them objectively either, but then we'll have to watch the Hobbit movies, and I won't be objective about those either. <laughs> for completely different reasons. Anyway. Um, when, or maybe I will be objective, question so, so mark? It's nice that they're... Maybe. It's nice that they're... Su- in Wonder Woman, it's nice that they're subtle about that. They're like, oh, it's No Man's Land. Um, and I do love the fact that like the most iconic scene in this movie is called No Man's Land. Like like that's yeah. now what is most associated with this movie. There's almost kinda... a there's almost a meta tinge to yes, it. Yes, About about its its place in pop culture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and when I realized, I was like, they're literally going to have Wonder Woman just charge across this this destructive wasteland in her bright, colorful red and blue and she's and just yellow. blocking bullets like they're yeah. nothing. She's blocking artillery shells in a way that totally wouldn't work, but it's so awesome anyway that I don't care. And like and and her she she doesn't have like a machine gun. She's not like mowing people no. down. Her weapon of choice is a shield. It's it's, de- it's, it's defense. Yes, and it's an it's not Captain America where which is I mean that's a, a whole different story. I'm not like that. Because this is how Captain America's character is supposed to be. He is a soldier in World War II, so he does shoot people. Right. That's fine. This is about an icon that is like, no, I'm I'm actually like, I I am here to protect humanity, and that's why I'm doing. Also, this. Captain America's whole thing is he's a soldier. Yes, that's yeah. Whereas Wonder Woman is not a soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, this movie handles being a period piece better than First Avenger, where First Avenger they're like. Yeah, we're fighting Nazis, kind of, but they got futuristic <laughs> weapons and laser guns yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Whereas this one is just, no, they got they mustard got gas. mustard gas and rifles yeah. and yeah. some automatic weapons. Yeah, but exactly. It's it's very grounded in that regard. Which mm. why why couldn't they have done that with first? <laughs> yeah. So they they go through right, th- that moment when I was like, oh, this is this is the moment I've been waiting for for like. Quite a few superhero movies, like years now. Just, just that moment of we are actually having a superhero do something like this, yeah, and and sort of be that beacon and smash through an entire like German defense line, yeah. And and the the, the fact that too that she's drawing the fire mm. and like that's I feel like there's themes there and it's it's just good. And the the best part is the ending when they yes. they all start applauding her because she saved the town. Yeah, and yeah. I, I saw this with Britain in the theater, uh, and I leaned over. Oh, I didn't realize that. And I, yeah, I leaned. I leaned over to Britain. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's Superman!" It would not be out of place at all to just start playing the Superman theme there. Yeah, it would work perfectly. Um, Which sickens me to no end <laughs> that it does. You can't put it at any point in in any of the DCU films that have Superman, and when you do, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, look at you, Elfman. <laughs> we're, we're coming back to that. Um, no, you, 
the more we're talking about this, the angrier I am about Justice League. And I yeah. never thought I was angry about Justice League. I thought I was more ambivalent than anything else. Now I'm getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> you won't like you when you're angry. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, and like they, they actually... they the, the fact that they wait and they... Like you were saying, they don't, you know, kind of cheapen it and go early on the Wonder Woman theme. They wait, like they the wait until the moment. perfect moment when she charges through that building yeah. and she's facing all these German soldiers mm -hmm. and it just kicks up out of yeah. nowhere. It's almost like a stand up and applause yeah. moment. And and I think there's also yeah, there's there's the moment where she's kicking and she's in like the uh the like kneeling position where she I don't know exactly how to describe it. She's got one knee up and like one one her her back legs back and, and she's like got kind of the the shield and sword raised. Yeah. It's a very uh iconic like image i want to say that is from a comic i could be wrong i want to say that's from like a cover and i really hope it is because that moment would be so much better than any moment in batman superman that tries to ape off of dark knight returns or death of superman well if you're taking it from a cover covers for the most part don't have any context so it's well I'm, i mean i'm just thinking the dark knight returns thing with the lightning no no well just like a huge thing with a lot of the the stealing of iconography from from dark knight returns like most of those are yeah interesting images yeah. because of the context yeah. that they're in yeah. where if you just pull them with without that context they mean nothing yeah. Yeah. and they often just distract yeah. whereas with this it's fine yeah. because it's wonder woman doing wonder woman yeah. themes and i could be completely wrong about that but even if not it's still a great shot so also, do we want to talk about slow-mo in this? While we're, while we're on a track of getting you actually saying positive things about this movie. Um, I remember, like, I've looked through some of the reviews and they're like, yeah, this, it's, it's pretty good. Our real only complaints is, like, the Zack Snyder slow-mo is, is here. The slow-mo here matters and, like, it, it shows yeah. impactful moments. Yes. Like, specifically, when the German soldiers attack the mascara and you see the Amazons on the ropes uh -huh. they start swinging down and firing arrows and you see one of the German soldiers he fires his rifle and you see the bullet slow motion go fly between and Steve and Diana and, and it's see, Wonder Woman's first experience with a bullet or with a gun with death yeah yeah really and yeah. you see it impact and it hits the Amazon behind her like right in the chest uh -huh. there's no way you could shoot that normal speed and have it be anywhere near effective yeah yeah exactly and there, there's a lot of moments like that where they slow down the, the, the action. At just at no point was I distracted by the slow-mo in no. this. At no point did, was it like, oh, there's a slow-mo shot of a family looking up at Superman like he's Jesus because get it? <laughs> um, and every time it was quick. Yeah. I know it's it's slow-mo, exactly. but it, was it's, still, it didn't, it didn't it's linger on it It's for the reason long. that slow-mo is supposed to work, where it's, you slow down just enough so that we can get a nice bit of action there, a nice little... Say what you will about the effects of this, because you can say a lot about the effects of this movie. But the the choreography is is pretty darn good. The the kind of just structure of of how fights work yeah. in this movie is 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 pretty great. They're, Minus do, the finale. Yeah, I, that's I mean that's more effects anyway. So yeah. But I'm saying like when when they are fighting hand to hand and that sort of thing and, and sort of on the battlefield and all that, it's it's very well done as far as just how we we pace all of that and the way everything looks. There, it's pretty creative. There's a, there's a great little moment. I don't know if it actually is a thing that would work, but there's a great little moment where Steve Trevor, right after... Um, I forget what the big moment that happens in the attack on the beach is. Is it is that when um, someone dies, someone important? I think Antiope dies. Is that dies. when Antiope dies? Uh, right, I think right after that happens, Steve Trevor, like... It's 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 like a blink in your listen moment where he, like, pumps to the side and shoots a German soldier, mm -hmm. like, just without even looking at him. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's... There's... 
there's a there's a lot of fun little moments like that, and I remember thinking that a lot, especially the first time I watched it, where they just they they get creative with how they they set up these action pieces. Yeah. Can I just say how distracting it is that her name is Antiope? Because when I watched it the first time, of course I'm watching it without subtitles. I don't think you can say this, actually. Because I'm in the theater. I'm thinking her name is... Because isn't she Hippolyta's sister? Mm -hmm. I guess the Amazons are like all sisters, but I was thinking Aunt Iope. So, like... And then I realized, oh, her name is Antiope. Does that mean, like, Diana thinks of her as Aunt Antiope? I... I opened a whole These can of the worms. Questions. These are the questions I asked myself while watching Wonder Woman. Say Antiope. <laughs> what did you say that Ant? Unite the Antiope. <laughs> anyway. How do you feel about the... The... Uh, the what's what's the, the word here? The... Um, the the crew the the gallivanting uh, motley crew that joins them on their quest. I I mixed bag. <laughs> they... I don't think any of them are bad. I don't know if any any of them are really used to full effectiveness. None of them really get arcs. Yeah. Uh. They they get and little bits... semi stereotypes. Semi. They, they get little bits and pieces that are supposed to show. Hey, Wonder Woman is inspiring these people. At least, at least as far as Sammy I, and the Irish dude go. I also find the actor who plays Charlie very distracting. Nope. Just because his face... I, like, <laughs> are, you, are you saying that, no, that no. he shouldn't be able to follow his dream of acting because he has a weird face? No, 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 not Sammy. The, the Irish guy. The, oh, no, I thought the, you were referencing the plot point where he's like, I want to be I'm, an actor. I'm, I'm referencing real life. Well, this, we're, this we're, words hurt, well, Alex. Words hurt. Well, let me just say, this this actor, he, he was in Alien vs. Predator, and he was also in a Train Spotting. So he was in a real movie. For sure. Uh, I, I want to say he played Spud. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I don't know. I, I haven't actually watched You're it. the only person who's ever seen Train Spotting. That's, and I haven't even seen Train Spotting. <laughs> exactly. There's, oh my there's God. There's a problem here. <laughs> Continue. Um, he almost has like a Jim Carrey type face to me, mm-hmm. where like his face is so expressive, I can't take him seriously. Interesting. Like that's a I watched the Truman Show recently, uh-huh. Jim Carrey movie where he's actually taking it pretty seriously, but in a lot of places I felt like his face like he was being too exaggerated, and I couldn't take him seriously. The movie's <laughs> not supposed to be taken all that seriously. Yeah. It's kind of, it's pretty funny, yeah. but I found him distracting in the role. I felt very similar with this. And also, I don't know how much of it was just like his haircut was kind of yeah. cartoony. He felt like a cartoon character to me. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to say. So when they try to give him like a serious moment, mm-hmm. it fell completely flat for me. When, okay. when he's trying to take the shot and he's like having PTSD and he yeah. can't do it. I, I think that's a more, that's a personal thing. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I, I really like the actor. Thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can see why that is kind of weird. And also, his, his arc goes nowhere. Like, yeah, there's not a moment at the end where he redeems himself, and well, maybe Diana's about to get shot, and he's able to... He makes the shot and shoots a guy well, over but like that, a... That's, well, that's what I'm getting at, is that they do nice moments that show, hey, she's actually inspiring these people. Like, the moment, yeah. like with him, she does she does get him to... Like, he sings, and he's like, oh, that's the first... Like, I like that little moment where he's like, that's the first time I've heard him sing in years, or whatever yeah. they say. And, oh, and, and he's like, I don't need to come with you guys, do I? And she's like, but Charlie, who yeah. will sing her for yeah. us? And then yeah. she just smiles for Gal Gadot. <laughs> Cutie smile and just melts everyone yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a nice moment. 
And I, I again, they none of the. I mean, the the um. This is a better Justice League than the Justice it League. It really is. The tracker guy, and I think it's deeply flawed. <laughs> the tracker guy, who I can't remember all that much. The Native American guy. Yes. Who I forget his name. His his whole shtick is that he's a Native American. He doesn't guy, really get any sort of thing going and he, for him, and he just trades stuff to yeah. the different sides. I mean, it's not, fine. They're, again, they don't really do any. I think they're fine. I think I the found it distracting that he was using like a rifle from the old west. That was kind of weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> again. I think you're noticing a lot of things in this movie well, that are very much you things to notice. Yeah, uh, which is fine. I'm just it's just it's well, just funny to me. To be fair, when I have to prep for a movie that I don't like nearly yeah. as much as everyone else, I have to look at it yeah. a lot harder than that because I want to yeah. feel like I've I've got sure I've got some ammunition to try and defend <laughs> myself. Um, but anyway, even uh, if. A lot of the ammunition are blanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I again, I like Sammy's little thing a lot, where where it's like, oh, she kind of fires him to reach out a little bit. I love the uh, obviously the little moment between where where Chris Pine and and him get into the uh, the gala because he so he he like weasels their their way in there basically. By, Even by, though they're not speaking German, I mean, it's, it's fine because it, well because that makes sense because the idea is that he's an Indian guy, so it's like, why would he speak? German. Are you telling me we drove through yeah. all the mud and rain and you don't have my ticket? It's like common common language. I mean, that's that's. that's I think, fine. I think that's fine. fine. Yeah, but but again, he doesn't really get anywhere. It's like okay, they're they're fighting at the end. Yeah. They they there are little moments that are supposed to be like okay, Wonder Woman's inspiring them, but they don't really get a full fledged like oh, here's the moment where they they you know drive for. And Steve Trevor doesn't really get an arc because he starts off that way from the beginning. Um. I, I can forgive a lot of that because Wonder Woman's arc is so powerful and so well done. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it would have gone a long way. Like I like feeding into my my idealized mm. uh, finale where we don't have Ares yeah. and she just yeah. Like I if, think that would have given a lot jo- more opportunity. If they all sure. joined her to fight all the mm-hmm. the Germans off while Steve makes the sacrifice mm-hmm. play, I feel like that would have yeah. That would've it would have given a lot more opportunity for them to to flesh out and, yeah. and sort of have their moment for sure. Also, I love Etta Candy. She is yes. hilarious. When I watched the trailer, I, I was thinking, oh, this could be like a Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. scenario where every time she's on screen, I just want to punch her in the face. Mm-hmm. But she ends up being, like, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really funny. I can't believe in, in, in this movie, in, like, a, a quote-unquote dark, gritty, like, superhero movie, we have a dress-up scene with our protagonist, and it's one of the best parts of the yep. movie. Like when I I, saw, I should hate that scene. I should find that obnoxious, and it's charming. Mm-hmm. It's completely charming. And and in the in the in the the, the trailer where they have the line where, um, oh, I forget what she says. She she or one of them says something along the lines of, "Isn't that like slavery?" Oh yeah. And, uh, and, oh, so what do you, what do you what do you do? Oh, I'm a secretary. What what's a secretary? Oh, I I pretty much do whatever he wants. I go where he wants. I I do all his tasks. Well, where I'm come from, that's yeah. called slavery. And then it just immediately goes, "Oh, I like her." Yeah. And she's so like, "Okay, let's get a move on." When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, "Is yeah. this gonna have a lot of that sort of thing?" And that's really the only time they really come close to touching on those feminism things. And yeah. again, it's not pounding you over the head, woman power. You well, know? also, it, it, this is there's, it's, it's, it's there's a little bit where Etta Candy goes, "Oh, we're gonna get the right to vote soon." Yeah. There's like a little like it feels. It doesn't feel like politicized. It just feels like it's a part of that. Yeah, time period, and and that's that makes it so much more powerful for her to be someone in this time period when it is they do ground the movie very well in what what 
the, the state of life is in that time that makes it so much more powerful than if they were trying to like well, really drive home that feminism thing I really like because I remember hearing that they were setting this movie in World War One, mm-hmm. and I thought oh th- that's just a lame excuse to be different from First Avenger mm-hmm. where they were in World War Two. Mm-hmm. so we don't want to do, completely repeat what they're doing yeah. so we'll just have a World War One. but they make a point like it's part of the pl- like it needs to be in World War One. Yeah. Where where if they put it in World War Two, it wouldn't work thematically because mm-hmm. World War Two, the good guys and the bad guys are way more clear cut. It's a lot yeah. more black and white. Yeah. Oh, the Nazis are bad guys. We're yeah. going to fight the Nazis. Which is why that works a lot for Captain America, where it's like, okay, you you know, yeah. this is this is the good guy versus the bad guy. That's, I don't that's, like bullies. Yes, that's exactly that's that's. Whereas that's with thing. this, it's all about gray area. Yeah, it's, it's all about the ambiguities. It's of all humanity. about the, and it's all about the naivete naivete of Diana and how yeah. she's she has to kind of come to terms with that and the entire movie is about her learning how the world works and also having the MacGuffin be a giant like gas based weapon yep. that makes sense yep. for this time period because that was a huge part of World War yeah. One. Uh, yeah it's, it's it, I've, I'm starting I'm getting a little more positive here which means I'm going to be all the more negative about Justice League so there's that we just about like run out of things to say though right, at, right as we we're on this this nice uptick here. Um, Are we ready to do grades? Do we have anything else to say? I think we're probably good. I think if if they had done some significant editing changes, mm-hmm. not necessarily changing the plot beats, but I feel like if they'd done some minor editing tweaks, I would I would be a lot happier. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would like it a lot more, but right now it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, I'm. I'm I'm still cutting that area between C plus and B minus. Okay, that's that's where I'm at right now. Okay, I think that 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 flies with what I'm feeling because I I'm, I think I'm gonna go B plus. I think that's that's where I am. So I think that overall that feels about like where we've been talking about it. Yeah. Each so this conversation has has won me a bit over about it. Like I said, I. It's got some editing problems. It's got some yep. pacing issues. Definitely. I, th- I think the the first act, there's a whole way you can streamline that, make it a lot, make the pacing tighter. Um, I think the third act is a lot of a mess. I don't like the villains beyond Dr. Maru, but she doesn't really get much. Yeah. Which is the other thing is that the villains that they set up as to be kind of the downfall or the, the, the decoy villains, they don't spend all that much time on them mercifully like yeah. they, they don't can I just say really I hate the moment where they gas all the German officers and then they throw in the gas mask and Dr. Maru goes but they won't be able to use it like it'll be completely ineffective and uh, Ludendorff just goes I know and they just start laughing their heads off see, like that just felt like Batman 60s see, like where's Caesar Romero when I when see, I need him I kind of love that because that's exactly what I wish they'd driven harder into to make him just like a completely irredeemable supervillain like make him the most like Oh, oh lord! This villain is so bad. Yeah. This is ju- making the most Steppenwolf villain you can possibly do. And then I, I would have really appreciated it if they'd driven even harder into that and made it so that it, he was almost a caricature. So that when you realize, oh wait, that's see, not see, actually see, a thing. See, for me, that that's a problem with his their whole idea behind Ludendorff, yep. where they're trying to make him sort of a cartoon villain. Yep. That way, it subverts your expectations because you kind of think he's Ares, maybe mm-hmm. or whatnot. But they, yeah, they don't. But the whole thing is about the ambiguities of humanity, and when you just yeah. have one of the bad guys be such a cartoon character, I feel like that yeah. that's that doesn't match. That doesn't fit. That's a 
But again, that's a round block and a square peg. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a hard rope to follow because it is it is the sort of thing where you want to play him up to the point where you are certain that he is the villain. Yeah. And then where Diana's certain that he's the villain, and then when she realizes, oh, he's just a guy. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a way to handle that. Yeah. I forgot what the fan is. I don't, I don't know where to go. I don't know how I'm feeling about it. I think just based off, off the goodwill of Yagodut and Chris Pine, and like you said, I, I, I do like Diana's arc overall. Uh, You're going to go A+. Plus. I'm going to go F because I don't like the, the bookend sequences that are set after Batman vs. Superman because I don't like anything in the in, in the modern day of this universe. So this F. So I, F. I, I, I agree. I don't need Bruce Wayne Change sending, that, sending that phono back to... to <laughs> also, no, let me, let me turn this into a positive. I do like that they do a bit of a retcon yeah. as to why she she wants that photo so bad. Mm-hmm. Where he phys- he mails her the yes. physical copy and she responds to him saying, thank you for sending him back to me. Yes, because the idea is that she is trying Other to than, find... oh no, Lex Luthor knows my identity. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a nice little tweak where it's like, oh no, she's trying to find, she's actually trying to figure out where this photo went. Yeah. As opposed- yeah, I think that's nice. B minus. Okay. I just, I just won myself over. <laughs> yeah. Good talk. Um... Because I was thinking about, I was thinking about like similar movies that have graded in this area, mm-hmm. and I was thinking Spider-Man. 2. I feel like I was thinking yeah. Spider-Man Two. Yeah, yeah. Where that movie, I think, has a whole lot of flaws mm-hmm. that people just overlook because they don't care. Mm-hmm. Much like this movie. Well, it, it pros and cons comparing them, it felt very similar. So B minus. Yeah, we're, we're I going. Think, I think that's fair. we're going there. I think it's the kind of thing where it is a very similar thing to Spider-Man Two, where people are willing to forgive a lot when you have such a powerful hero arc type thing which Spider-Man 2 is is more iffy but Spider-Man 2 is also more nostalgia powered so it's it kind of balances out and it also has better special effects even though it's from 2004 Uh, I don't know about that (laughs) I don't know about that (laughs) Spider-Man 2's effects they're they're rough Uh, we'll see (laughs) at least they bothered to use practical uh Doc Ock tentacles for some they are pretty scenes. Cool. The Doc Ock tentacles are pretty cool. I don't want to talk about Justice League now. Come together, right now. Oh, you. So Justice League, directed by Zack Snyder, it came out in 2017. Did I also mention that Joss Whedon directed this? Even though they won't say it on the actual credentials for the film. It has a 40% Rotten Tomato score from the critics. It's higher than when I last saw it. And an 80% audience score. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> Tyler, what's your best thing in your first <laughs> You're about to say, Tyler, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> uh, my best thing about Justice League. Uh, but let me just say, I do have a legitimate best thing. There is something I liked about this movie. I want to go first. <laughs> okay, I actually have a couple. I, I just like two very distinct moments that I loved. Okay. Um. And it's funny because they were probably just Whedon moments. <laughs> but uh, the first one being when Batman 
is talking to the Flash, and the Flash, mm-hmm. even though off-screen people are getting horribly murdered, so we shouldn't be stopping and sure. having having witty banter or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. But Flash is like, you guys seem a lot, you know, ready to do battle and stuff. I don't do that. I just run and push people, yeah. and that's it. And Batman just goes, save one. What? Just just save one. And then later when they get into the action scene, Flash saves one person. And he's like, okay, I can do this. And then he just starts saving people. Yeah. He, he, it's a nice moment where he's like, he like kind of realizes what he did. And it's a nice moment the where the they, they start building Batman as an actual leader who can yeah. inspire people, yeah. which, thank God, we finally have a little of that, at least. For one scene. For one scene. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. But that's a very nice moment. That that felt yeah. like something out of the Avengers, which is why I think it was a Joss Whedon moment. Yeah. Like, like I could almost see... Captain America saying that to... I don't want to say Quicksilver because that seems too obvious, but it's almost yeah. like something like that. Or, or Spider-Man, probably. Oh, no, no, when Hawkeye's talking to oh, Scarlet yeah. Witch. Yeah. You start, okay, you can stay here. I'll send your brother back after you later. It's fine. But if you step out that door and you fight along with me, you're an Avenger. Yeah. It, it's it like just that. makes me want to watch Age of Ultron again. I, I know, right? <laughs> and also, I don't really care about Superman in this movie. I know a lot of people are like, he finally starts acting like Superman. And he does. The only time I really liked him was when Cyborg is trying to separate all the, the, the Martha boxes. Um, yes, I'm calling them Martha boxes because insert joke here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Superman shows up and Cyborg's like, we got to pull these apart. We'll save the world. And otherwise we're all going to die. And Superman goes, yeah, I don't, I don't want to die. So, so they separate them and it causes this huge explosion and they're just knocked, knocked, knocked flat on their backs. And, and it's like, oh God, did they die? And it just cuts to Superman. He's like, okay, yeah, I want to die. And then everybody starts laughing. It's a it's a genuinely funny moment. Yeah. It's nice. Those are the um, only bits of this movie that I liked. <laughs> I haven't done my worst thing yet. Okay. Actually, I don't know what my worst thing is yet. Go. Okay. Because there's too much. To- there is far too much. <laughs> um, Did you like this better than Batman vs. Superman? Where where in the DCEU scale does this fall for you? Okay. So Wonder Woman... Is the it's top. First. Is the top. Man e- of Steel. Even, even my standards. Yeah. It's the top. Man of Steel is second by default. By default. I, um, I gave it a C minus back when we did BBS. I didn't put it on the score sheet, okay. but I, I was like C minus. I don't remember exactly. Probably, I probably would have gone like D plus. Or something yeah, like that. C minus D plus. Is you, you were a bit harder on yeah. it than I was um, when we watched it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan by any means. Might have even gone D. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, it's not my favorite. But even then. Still, it feels um, like a movie. <laughs> yes, uh, which like half of these you have to go. Well, does this even count as a let's, movie? Let's talk about this and, and kind of work through this a little more before I come back to that because yeah. uh, we'll, we'll tackle our rankings at the end. Our power rankings, DC power, power rankings. rankings. <laughs> um, the Dark Knight is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Uh, no, my. So this. The problem is I can't say anything good about this movie without immediately thinking, so that's nice, but well, and then, like, tying into something that I don't like. Right. Um, like, how with both of the scenes that I was talking about, you got people getting murdered horribly off screen, yes. and then the bit with Superman, yeah, but he's still got that stupid mustache CGI mess. <laughs> so, I'm going to also say two scenes that I, I think I, okay. I do genuinely love. Okay. Um, the, the first scene... Um, would be kind of ties into what you're saying the moment where the flash 
is meeting Batman for the first time. And the Flash kind of like rambles for a little bit and he says some stupid stuff about brunch. I, I, that was, that joke wasn't doing it for me stuff too much. Stuff that's very clearly reshoots because yes. you can tell they they brought back the, the costumes and they're standing in front of a green screen and then they just pull in yeah. whatever shots they have of the yeah. background. You can tell. Yeah. Like, because it's placed at the very end of the scene and the background is blurrier than it was beforehand. And it's like, Oh, that's just a green screen. They shot this months later. Yeah. And it's just so he can say a terrible joke. Yeah. And um, that's... They do that all throughout this they movie. Really do. However, the, the build-up to him saying all of that, or the the the, rele- the conclusion of him saying all that, he, he stops and goes, people are slow. And then Batman smiles and he's like, I'll try to keep up. Yeah. And that's a great moment. And, and that moment, in conjunction with that little save one moment... Starts to set us up for a great little like father son. Like, it's almost like Bruce is seeing him as like a new Robin of yeah. sorts. Yeah, it's a great little, like little mentorship moment that goes nowhere. Yeah, it and, never comes. And also, this isn't consistent with Batman's character from the previous movie. No, so not at all. It's it's just like it, oh. I I almost have to treat this as a new Batman, and I think Ben Affleck is bored through most of this movie, yes. and he clearly doesn't want to be there. Yes. So I can't say his performance in this is good. No, and not I, at all. It's it's downright bad and, I, and i'm sorry like i i know like he like he he got burned really bad with batman versus superman and he's he's just upset with the whole situation but come on yeah there are a lot of people that really like you in batman versus superman do something yeah. come on actually that is not my favorite thing because that's just that's just such a little like fleeting like yeah grasp that's a couple uh, of lines of dialogue my favorite thing i think over because this kind of ties in the moment i was going to say Overall is... I don't even know how to word this. I'm just going to start talking about stuff that I do like. And just and it's going to string together pretty much everything I do like from this. I actually kind of love that very Snyder-esque um, intro sequence with the, uh, the Everybody Knows. Joss Joker. Whedon chose the song. Really? That's interesting because the, 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 the actual montage is very... I wonder, I wonder who like... That was probably Snyder. I wonder if that was if there was originally another plan for that, or if that just was something they were. They plan on playing the "Come Together" remix. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so it's, it's these these dour, super depressing. Jokes. <laughs> but but yeah, that that haunting kind of song. And I know I, I'm sure some people think the song is terrible. I, I have a weird taste in music. I totally acknowledge that. If if you guys listen it's, to it's that, it's a very effective and I think it's great. And and just like kind of the, the the way it builds into that and and how the the world's just kind of dour and we get some shots of, of Lois Lane just being like even though the alone. world was already dour before Superman let died me, yeah let me, let me come let me, on guys yeah for sure you're not fooling anyone but let me let me talk about all this because I am going to string this all together into like a yeah. thing um, I'll stop talking Lo, Lois Lane you know she's she's waking up alone in her bed and that's very upsetting and um, they've got the, the 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 morning poster with I guess like a banner morning Superman. And um, the the they're showing like people kind of fighting in the streets, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, all of that, I really th- I think that's really good. I think that is a fascinating concept. To it, we have to just ignore the the Superman we got in the previous movies because the well, Superman- they even it with that opening footage where they're they're yeah. having the kids interview Superman. Yeah, that's exactly. a complete retcon to make him more yeah. likable. It, precisely. So. If we are just taking this movie, we're taking that sequence, really, and we are grabbing that and transplanting it into a cinematic universe where our Superman is is for truth, justice, and the American way, and we love him. If if we are just getting that, I love that. I I love that as as kind of the intro. Um, 
I'm not, it immediately gets ruined in like three seconds, but I'm not even going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back. Uh, however, that, so that combined with specifically the moment where Superman shows up in the, in the final fight and he's, and, and, and the, what, what is it? Black Sabbath says, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh God, um, He's probably he's, he says something about truth. He's like, yeah, he's you like, must face the truth, yeah. or I I love truth, or something to that. He effect. says something about you must face the truth, something yeah. to the effect of that. And Superman shows up and he's like, "Well, I like truth, truth, but I'm also a big fan of justice." And, they and, just punches, and then he just punches Steppenwolf's life lights I, out. It's the cheesiest, hammiest thing that is, could have pot like across the entire DCU. Nothing even comes close to being that cheesy and corny. I absolutely love that. They almost should have started playing America F. Yeah, like right after that. <laughs> hearts on fire. <laughs> it's just hearts on fire and they're all just bouncing uh, Steppenwolf around. No, and, and see, with this Superman, he'd actually rip Steppenwolf's heart out and use his heat vision on it. That way it would actually be lit on fire. Yes. Symbolism. <laughs> Uh, but that that moment, literally just that moment, and con- combined with that opening sequence, um, I think that is a really interesting little bits, little glimpse into another universe where we got a fantastic DCU. Because I think that's such a that's actually a really cool idea that they honest, I honestly think they should have just started with if if they're if they were going to cut all these corners and rush all these productions and just screw all this up, they should have started and just said screw it. Start with Superman being dead. Why not? We we have a problem with Superman. Superman's an issue. Maybe we have a movie where Superman dies that's not a BBS or, movie. Or you do the opening scene with Superman saving people and he dies at the end of it. And it's like, yeah. whoa! Yeah. Whoa, whoa! What just... Ha- what? Yeah, so, so, something and, like and that. And then you go to the opening credits. So, something where we have established... Almost, almost like Skyfall where James Bond gets shot at the beginning. Yes. You're like, wait, wait, yeah. what? What? Yeah. Something where we establish, maybe even for a couple of movies, that Superman is dead. Yeah. And, and and that's how we start off. That's an interesting status are, quo to start your universe. We are off. showing we are we are trying to build these heroes, put them back together in a world without Superman, and they're you know, that we never we still have not seen Superman because you're you're basically just punting on the Superman issue of how do you make Superman interesting, how do you make his, his movies yeah. inviting. If you do that I think that's a fascinating way to start, and I think that if you don't have the the stuff that is great but also super messed up because it's like interesting in this movie, it's like it's like one of the most interesting sequences in this movie where they resurrect him as far as like the actual fight that happens there, but it's also extraordinarily like screwed up and like this is just feels wrong. Yeah. Um, it you you throw all that out and then you know maybe you you have glimpses. I know there's the scene from the trailer that didn't make it into the movie where where there's a guy with seemingly a red cape talking to Alfred. And Alfred's like, I hope you're not too late or something like that. Or, Which, yeah, they they cut a lot of stuff out. Of the yes. Movie. Um, I, I I think I know my worst thing. If is you whatever. okay, if you have little bits and pieces of that coming up, yeah, and then and then working itself in like like or like like throughout the movie you have little bits and pieces of Superman waking up. And then that moment, and then of course we have a much better movie and a better villain and all that stuff. But if if that moment is is the moment where we get introduced to Superman and mm-hmm. the DCU, because we it might as well be considering the way that Superman that, that was not Superman in the last couple of movies there. So that I think would be spectacular if that was our introduction to Superman and it was like, 
Yeah. Like, like just mind blown. You know, after the Justice League kind of comes together, and, the, and maybe they, they sort of, they, they, they do work well as a team, and maybe they, they sort of beat the villain, but then, like, he, he gets back up. I don't know. You'd have to play that in, a, in, a, in an interesting way. But. You know, you could, you could also do, like, like solo Lois Lane movies or something, mm-hmm. where it's, where, like, you have flashbacks with her Superman, yeah. but she's kind of, like, dealing with things on her own. That'd be uh-huh. an interesting little thing that you haven't It'd seen. It'd be awesome for... to have her versus Lex Luthor as, like, that's your yeah. plot. Like, she's trying to take down Lex Luthor because But she doesn't have to... a Superman to help yes, her because... or save her yeah. like everyone's yeah. used to. Yeah, I think that's a super cool idea. <sighs> that's not what we got. That's not what we got. <laughs> uh, I'll go ahead and say my worst thing. I think my worst thing is the reshoots. And just the overall Frankenstein nature of this movie. If we're going to fail as hard as we fail here, mm-hmm. I wanted Snyder's glorious blowout. Exactly, yeah. I wanted There's to glimpses see... of it, too. Yeah. I. Superman was wearing a black suit. They have confirmed this mm-hmm. in the finale. To some degree, he was wearing a black mm-hmm. suit. And that's not what we mm-hmm. got. I think that would have been interesting. Mm-hmm. If... There's just, just just so much. I want the just, movie... There's so many questions. I want the Snyder-directed movie where Superman goes evil. I want mm-hmm. I want that movie where, where like that is actually how that movie... See, we already saw it. Come together! <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is, that feels like a more natural progression of this character. Like, yeah. I think that would have been awesome. If they'd done that, I would have been like, you know what? Fine. Sounds good. Well, we can, we can reboot this later. This there's is, very this is strange moments where it feels like they're addressing things from Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're not, and yeah. I can't tell. I mean, for the when I'm watching a scene and I'm looking at just production stuff, I, I could probably guess with a with a good probability of which, if whether it's mm-hmm. Snyder or Joss Whedon. But just for example, the fact that, that Lois is the big gun when they bring back Superman, even though they should just have her there when they're yep. resurrecting him, but whatever, when they pull her in, that relates back to, oh, Lois is the key. Uh-huh. Bring her there. But at the same time, the whole thing was that she died and that yeah. Superman blames Batman for None of this makes sense, but they're trying to... It's... it's, it's I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a huge mess. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. <laughs> I, it's it's all it's all the the higher ups at, at Warner Brothers like Kevin Sujahara he's the guy that ordered it to be un, like t- two hours two hours which all, is also there's a whole thing where they ordered this movie to be fast tracked because of uh, bonuses that they received mm. like they so, were worried they weren't so, going to get them yeah something to do with the AT and T and Warner Brothers mer- or Time Warner merger mm-hmm. or something like that and that's just come on yeah. Come on! I bet they're not getting their bonuses now. Because um, this movie is bombing. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have a worse thing? I'm so, I'm honestly surprised you didn't say your wor- your best thing was uh, Wonder Woman. She doesn't... She doesn't do, do anything, but, exactly. that, but they don't ruin She's her character either. There. No, that's, that is nice. <laughs> that is nice that they're not... I would say... We'll have to talk about each character just one by one and, and just kind of... We, I guess we've already talked enough about Superman, but aside from the mustache stuff, whatever. <laughs> there's there's too is, much to die That in. is one of the worst special effects I've ever it seen. It really is. Again, I don't understand they how just, they keep they showing just had these to be movies. Full beard. Just give him a full beard. Yes. And then at the very end, maybe the last scene where he's rebuilding or he's moving mm-hmm. all the stuff back into the Kent farm or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's talking with Bruce, 
that's the one scene where you give all the, the special effects artists, this is the one scene where you yep. have to work on getting rid of that mustache. Yep. You don't have to do it for all these battles. You don't even, because if, if you do a beard, then you don't necessarily have to do CGI. You can just kind yeah. of do some, I don't know, I don't know, movie magic. Yeah. Practical effects. Ever heard of them? You as, apparently have as, not. As Trevor Slatterly from uh, Iron Man 3 said, a movie magic glove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Um... Yeah, it's okay. So my to the comic thing. book fanboys saying Iron Man three is a terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> it ain't got nothing on this. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's very good. I like Iron Man three quite a bit. I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, for people, if if we have anyone who is like, and in any way a hardcore DC fan listening to this podcast then they're going to I'm it. sorry you need better standards than this <laughs> if this is the bright spot of well, this universe if the Dark Knight is the is is, is your standard then that's fine cause it's a, I can judge it on the merits of being a movie it's not a Frankenstein's <laughs> not monster like, well the editing's terrible and the dialogue's terrible and and I don't know what's happening and I spend most of the, the movie not figuring out plot points but, but and trying to decide which director did what it's stitched together by reshoots yeah yeah um uh, but I, I want that Zack Snyder cut I know I don't think there's enough to there's, make. there's probably not a complete Zack Snyder cut with all the special effects filled in and everything, but I, I I I'm one of those people like if it's if there's any possible way to do that yeah do it and release it just I, just out of morbid curiosity at this point I want them to release just like everything. literally a just DVD everything. yes that is literally just everything they have filmed in the DC just like just like fifteen different versions like here's every possible way you can watch build Justice your own League. franchise. And then you just put it's, it it's like a it's like a uh, a build your own adventure book. Yes, where it's like you, you get the first plot points like go to this page for this, go to this page yeah, for yeah. this. Yeah, um, man, it's a branching story. Nuance, depth, deconstruction, convoluted, <laughs> um, duality. Yeah, it's man. Um, my worst thing. There's probably worse things. But I'm, I keep I keep getting drawn back to that score. That's fair. That's, that that's score is fair. terrible. This actually does tie because it ties right into my best thing, where I was saying that that sequence is very haunting and, and melodic, and like we we get a feel for the fact that this universe is kind of broken right now because Superman's dead. Yeah, and like we it, we sit there and then it fades out. We get like a moment. And then we get boom, 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 boom. As as is it Stannis? Is that who we play? No, no, no. It's it's Bruce Bolton, right? Yes. Yeah, Bruce Bolton shows up with a bomb for some reason, and he's and he's he's putting it there. And then I think they play the Wonder Woman theme very like, right briefly, away. and it's not nearly as powerful as, yeah. as it is in the movie. And then we proceed to spend the rest of the movie just getting these little like tidbits of of like literally just a second. Of like the Batman theme and the, from 1989 and the Superman theme and the Batman theme just plays whenever like there's an ensemble thing happening and super and Batman it takes focus of the screen for a second it's like then like they that's just all they do and like Superman's theme plays for half a second in the final fight I think and like it plays briefly when they're f when they're fighting him I think good as well yeah. What? Who cares? The, it it is the most. Just... Like it should be a thing where where when he says, you know, I like truth, but I really love justice, and he punches Steppenwolf. That's when, yeah, 
full regalia. Yeah. You play the the Superman theme as loud as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to hear any other sounds other than that. Or the Hans Zimmer theme, even just something. I I I would have liked it if they kind of morphed the Hans Zimmer theme into the Justice League theme. Yeah, like that's the Justice League yeah. music. Yeah, that would be great. They didn't do that. And it's sort of like, okay, well, we're going to use the Superman theme for, for Superman now, and we're going to use this for Justice League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the most mild, like, and I don't know if it's just because, I mean, I, I don't think Danny Elfman is a complete, like, failure. Maybe he is. I don't know. Um, I mean, he. I think his Batman score is good. I, I think his Age of Ultron score is all right. I think he's kind of an that. egotistical hack. I, yeah, I mean that's the feeling I get just, from it. But just hearing his whole whole spiel about how he thinks his his Batman theme is the one and only Batman yeah. theme, it's like, okay, yes, it is the definitive Batman theme, but you don't have to just completely undercut all the other music that's been done for Batman. Yeah. Like that's, a lot of it is technically better objectively. Like that's just yeah, that's just. Um, no, I mean, no, I, no respect. Well, and my thing is, I get that feeling, but I still did never, did not until I saw the movie. I did not get the feeling that he was incompetent. He made, I may not have liked him as a person from what I got from him, but I did not get the feeling that he was just that bad. And I don't know if that's just because he literally had no. He was just like, I don't know, like you guys are giving me nothing to work with, and I'm just kind of. Well, also, it, it sounded like it was a rush job because yeah. apparently Joss Whedon asked him to do it. Yeah. So clearly, he didn't start doing the score until the reshoot started. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. It, it really is just one... It's just bad. It's also... A lot of it is just generic Danny Elfman. Like you were saying, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Like, it sounds kind of goofy. Yeah. And it, we, we built this universe on pretty, like... I don't want to say more grounded themes, but it's not... I mean, it, as far as the music goes, yeah. yeah. The, mu the music is not the problem with this universe. Yeah. I mean, Batman Superman is, has some issues. The problem but, is Hans Zimmer didn't embrace more of the Man of Steel music that he used. Yes. And then the jun Junkie XL Batman theme is obnoxious and terrible. Yeah. Much like this universe's Batman. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just... I don't know. I feel like it never... There is not a single moment in this movie where I hear the music and I think, oh man, there we go. I think every superhero movie needs at least something like that. Even if it's not a memorable theme. Even if it's something where you, you feel it in the moment and it well, never comes back up. Well, like like I said back when we, we did the first Raimi Spider-Man movie. The little bit of music that, that plays with like the with great power comes great uh -huh. responsibility. That little cue right there, that's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Even if the rest of the Spider-Man music is, is fun. I think you could argue that just about every movie we have watched, every superhero movie we have watched, has that moment somewhere. It may have more than one moment, may only have one. You can look through that if you want. I, I would be, I feel it would be hard pressed to find a movie, a superhero movie. I mean, does the Batman and hit. Robin theme music is more memorable than anything yeah. in this? Like, I, I think it would be extremely hard pressed to find any. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. Sure. I, I remember it. <laughs> like, like to find a movie where the, the music doesn't swell and hit and rise at the at, at the moment when the action hits at least once somewhere in the movie. That is the 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 bread and butter of superhero movies. Deadpool is the only one I can think of. <laughs> That's true, but that also has sort of an actual soundtrack yeah that has that has i would argue songs like I, I would argue the um what's what does it play at the end of deadpool what's the uh the uh in the in the climax yeah i know, I know what you're talking about uh is i forget is it it's not is it journey no it's wham is that what plays yeah are you sure 
No, I'm talking about when he's when he's like getting beat up and like he's seeing like cartoons. Oh, I don't remember that. And, and I know like, they play X gonna give it to you when they're like doing that slow mo. Again, the that movie is more of a soundtrack anyway, not so yeah. much necessarily a, a score. Yeah. So well, even like Guardians of the Galaxy. I know people like to criticize the Marvel movies for their themes. I remember that theme, yeah. along with the music that you know the, the the songs. And that Avengers theme should be the most generic thing ever, but it's slowly like becoming actually like super hype well just the fact like, that just the, more the and more infinity war trailer they just pasted it all over and it's <laughs> and like it was this beautiful. will be our theme <laughs> and it was like okay um you will accept this <laughs> and i'm like okay i'll do it yeah um a suicide squad i don't remember anything from that i'm just gonna say i feel very similarly yeah. with this that i with that i do with suicide squad like yeah. i almost beat for beat like I feel the exact same with both of them yeah I I, I think that's fair um like if you told me I, I know you'd probably take Justice League over Suicide Squad just because the characters the more we're talking about it and the, now that I'm realizing I have to talk about it and like mm-hmm. tackle all the things wrong with this movie mm-hmm. like if you if you sat me down in front of in front of a TV and said you have to watch one of them which one are you gonna watch I don't know which one I'd choose but that's just me I would Honestly, choose Batman for Superman over both. I think. Oh uh, yeah. Not to say I like it the, more. The three-hour cut. You're saying? Yes, exactly. But I think Batman for Superman has more stuff that will allow me God, to think about I would not. things. I would not. But like, I never want to watch it again. Like at that point, if if I'm watching these movies from this point, can forward, I just choose Man of Steel or Wonder Woman? There like, we go. Yeah. Well, even Man of Steel would fall in this category. If I'm watching these movies, like going forward, it's going to be because. I'm not going to. I'm not going to choose to watch these movies. But if I, if for whatever reason I do end up having to watch any of these movies going forward that are not Wonder Woman, it's going to be. I'm going to use that time to think about how I would fix it. Right. I I I got nothing for Suicide Squad or Justice League. Like there's just Justice Batman versus Superman had a lot of interesting little points that just they shoved it all into one movie and then they didn't really f- fulfill any of it. And we talked about that a lot in our review of it. And so like if if we if I was watching that again, I would at least be like, okay, so that, well, how would I, like, you know, now that I have some fresh eyes, I've seen where this universe went, what would I do differently? Justice League has, it's sort of like the score. It has little glimpses of like, oh, they're trying, I guess. It, but it never punches hard enough to accomplish anything. Yeah. To give me any sort of like feeling as far as, oh, that's an interesting idea. Aside from that little Superman bits at the beginning and end of the movie. Right. Like I was just talking about. Which, of course, is ruined from any sort of, like, powerful, cathartic moment because, again, the mustache is terrible. <laughs> and so, and Suicide Squad, I just don't care. It's the same way where, like, I just don't, I don't think there's anything really interesting in that movie. And I, I, I don't care about, like, trying to fix any of it because I think it's a stupid idea in the first place. I'm just thinking, I guess what I'm, my measure is just watching performances that that I enjoy, like I I I, yeah. I enjoyed Will Smith to a certain extent. I enjoyed yes. Margot Robbie. I enjoyed Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. I enjoyed a lot of some of the some of the stuff in that. Um, then I can just watch Jared Leto and be completely perplexed. Uh. <laughs> this movie is it really the more I think about Batman versus Superman was a movie that when when I finished it, like like after I sort of let it sit for a bit, I really did want to dissect it. And I think you felt the same way, where it was very much like let's get out of the hood and see what went wrong. I've considered, uh, like, making my own, like, 
uh, short like version of like what I would do, like just a, like a yeah. bullet bulleted plot yeah. points of like how would this movie run if I made it? Yeah. Because I I get what they were going for in some of their angles, and I just I don't know like like when I finished that movie I I don't want to call it I say I I had like hope because that's not true at all. But I'm I'm saying like what's the opposite of hope? Despair. Well, that's well, what let, I had. Let me, let me. I had despair after watching I, I would agree, Superman. I would agree. I'm trying to think of, of how I want to word this because I it, what I'm getting at is that I have a very different feeling after watching Justice League as I do after watching Batman Superman, where I hated Batman Superman, but it's sort of like you know I'm I like like I, I they they clearly have some people who kind of know maybe where they want to take this right and like it's really not hope I don't that's that's not the right word at all but it's it's sort of it almost is just the feeling that we're still playing on a somewhat competent playing field as far as like the movie's terrible and the script is awful and the editing is terrible but like it is more or less a movie it doesn't feel like I'm just constantly being, being like it, let me rephrase that it's a series of scenes that aren't really well connected but they are scenes that they tend to let sit and like they are trying to evoke performances out of people and like they're trying to explore something even if they don't yeah Suicide Squad and Justice League both just felt like it. I feel like I would be more exhausted after watching them than I, I would be after watching Batman I don't want to watch any of them again but Batman or Superman I, like I, 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 I mean that's fine disagree. but let me let me speak my yeah. point um, Batman or Superman it feels like when I watch it, I'm I'm. I I feel like I know if I if I watch it with the idea of let's approach this like it's a film. I can kind of put that filter on it, and I can kind of, you know, follow along. I guess I don't feel I don't know. It's it holds your attention. Yeah, just because it's fascinating. Justice, to yes, Justice. Whereas League, Justice League and Suicide Squad it's are just, just blah, blah. it's just a bombardment of insanity and stupidity and like weird decisions and i'm just sitting there thinking see, that's how i see batman for Superman. i mean i'm not saying i again this is all relative we are talking about see see you're you're giving batman for superman an a plus is what you're trying yes. to tell me we are talking about the bottom floor here and like see suicide squad and justice league are just harmless dumb whatever well, like they're very disposable to yeah. me Batman vs Superman, I see as the Antichrist. <laughs> like, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. But see, that's kind of the thing. Is that, <laughs> would you would you be more interested in learning about the Antichrist versus, like, I don't I don't know what the metaphor would, would it extend to there for I, I don't know if you want to go there. But but my point is that when it exhausts me, these two movies exhaust me because they're just such like. Here's sounds. I don't know. We're trying to focus group this. I don't know. We're, here's some characters doing a thing, and like these are basically not even resembling the characters you actually like. Like at least in Batman vs Superman, we can criticize that and be offended by the the way they treat the characters because they've actually like they they are sort of in the same ballpark. Right. Maybe this maybe a ballpark over, but like the same region as the characters we're dealing with. Yeah. This one. Justice League Batman's just not even a guy he's just he's not a thing Wonder Woman's still Wonder Woman but they don't do anything with her we don't even get a nice powerful Wonder at Woman at least moment. they didn't ruin her 
Yeah, that's that's the best you can they say. They didn't ruin her. Aquaman is a surfer bro dude. Who's... No, no, no. Let's hold off. Let's let's do it like a thorough breakdown of each character. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's let's just dive into. Let's that. Let's, let's do let's that, do and then we'll get into Steppenwolf, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with Batman. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. He's just like a complete idiot. But it's not even like watching like Prometheus or Alien Covenant where it's like, oh, that character's doing a dumb thing. It's like, he's just what? What are you? What? What's well, your thought well, process? Well, it's here? just like he he learned nothing. Yeah. From, so, I thought it would be interesting if you switch the roles because when they get to the point where they're like, oh God, we we can't defeat Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. We need Superman. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can resurrect him mm-hmm. with MacGuffins. They're they make huge leaps in logic to get there, but whatever. Yeah. That's that's just the thing. This movie's already way too stupid for me, so sure, just sure. just let that go. Just just let it go. <laughs> but Batman's like, yeah, we need to do it. We need to resurrect him. And Wonder Woman's like, that's that doesn't sound like a smart idea. And, and Batman's like, if there's even a chance. <laughs> and I'm like, you learned nothing from the previous <laughs> movie. Why do people say you're the best Batman? <laughs> Why does he just make all these wild... Surely nobody says that, like, who has any sort of actual film. Why does he just I go... He just jumps At to... At this point, I just... He just jumps to these crazy conclusions and, and just says, if there's even a chance that this can happen, it's gonna happen. Is that supposed to be a callback? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> I, I'm like, if that's a callback, that makes it look even worse. I don't... And then Wonder Woman's like, no, that's not a, and it's just that's not a good idea because, because it's just downright, like, like even disturbing. Well, well just like Question well, mark? even like the moral implications. Yeah. Just looking past that, they don't know if he's gonna get up and want to help them. He could just like They're... murder them all immediately. Yeah. But then Batman's like, oh well, you know Steve Trevor's dead. I bet you miss him, huh? Like out of nowhere, he just yeah. starts ganging up. Drops the Steve Trevor after he sent her the photograph. And then Diana just, like, punches him in the stomach or whatever. And, and then like, she forgives him later? And then it's like, wait, wait hold, hold the phone! What just happened? I can't follow anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if Diana is supposed to be the more hopeful one, she should be the one going, I think there's a chance we can bring Superman back and he can save everything. It'll yeah. be great. Like, and you, and you go with that angle? Yeah. And then Bruce is like, I've seen what he can do. We don't want that. Yeah. Like, I, I want to believe that he will be you know help everyone and then he's also thinking oh wait that nightmare sequence he he could come back and murder everyone yep. and we got to protect lois and you somehow go into that like if you switch that that makes a lot more sense to me yeah i buy that i, I think that makes more sense also Not I, that like, I, really I like how i like aquaman he's just standing there he's like yeah i don't think we should bring him back yeah I should contribute because Aquaman, you you matter. (laughs) This is about the Justice League. We should we should have someone contribute to this conversation. But yeah, Um, Batman's a complete idiot. And even like the beginning of the movie, I think this movie starts like in the completely wrong place with Batman and where the Justice the the state of like. But we'll get into that. Doesn't he let the thug go with the? First off, he doesn't kill the thug. Yeah. So points for that. Good. The, thug, the specifically the thug that happens that he uses for bait to catch a parademon. Yes, but doesn't he just let the thug go at yeah, the end? There's there's not doesn't. like a moment where he like throws a battering at him and and knocks him out. Yeah, like that would be a funny gag if he's like, okay, so you were just using me as bait. You're gonna let me go now, right? And then Batman's like, no, and then he just like knocks him out or something. I think, I th- or or it'd be a great gag. I'm surprised they didn't do this. Where if he like got up and he was like, 
Like he like the, the the dude the burglar dude got up and he like looked around and he's like huh and like Batman Batman just shot off and then he well, like Batman did his disappearing trick yeah and then he goes to like reach for the bag and then like a battering hits his hand or something like that yeah. like, and he's like oh okay and then he like go walks away yeah um something yeah and then it's weird it's like a weird sequence and like it's immediately okay, just sort of the, taking us out of the movie because okay, the parademon the, well let me let, the the parademon like. Batman jumps onto the parademon and they're just sort of like floating about and like spinning up and down and we don't really it's supposed to be a, like a wacky comic book sequence but yeah. the special effects look terrible and, and I don't know what's happening you'd, you'd think we'd want to establish that maybe we should have stakes but also we don't establish what parademons are yeah until he randomly just starts explaining what yeah. the parademon is to the thug which why would he explain anything <laughs> you immediately knock that dude out right there's also a moment where like there's weird water physics which happens again later in the movie where he but in this moment he like hits a water tank that like fl- doesn't he do something like that i don't remember. i think he hits a water tank and it floods open and it doesn't make any sense how that works as i said i watched this movie once <laughs> so i've seen it twice why would you did you pay for it the second yeah. time why would you pay for this twice like you said it's harmless it's just i don't know the more we're talking about this the more i'm starting to be like Maybe it's not. <laughs> Maybe that's how it gets you. <laughs> you just you just watch and you're like, okay, it's another Suicide Squad. It's just whatever. But then, yeah. but then you you look under the surface and it's not harmless at all. <laughs> I should establish that I watched it. Well, I should establish two things. One, I watched this the second time specifically because a friend was fascinated by it and really wanted was really interested. Even though he like he he knew he was going to hate it, he just wanted to see it. He had to see it for himself. And also, it was well after we had established that the movie was going to bomb horribly, so I was not going to make much of a... I was not going to be contributing to something. Right. So, yeah. But, so the whole thing is that it's it's almost like... The, the movie should begin with them looking, like, gathering up the League members, and they're like, the threat is coming. We have to we have to prepare for the, the alien yeah. invasion. But instead, it starts off with this weird scene where Batman's trying to catch a parademon for some reason... We, we so for some reason even though the end of Batman Superman set us up for like okay Batman's gonna Batman Wonder Woman they're gonna get together a league which I believe the original start for the movie is Bruce showing up at Aquaman's door and which the, makes and trying, sense which that makes feels sense like a good intro also Batman. there's just weird cuts and you can tell with the reshoots where like Batman is clean shaven in one scene and yeah. then the next scene yeah. he's just got a full beard yeah just yeah. weird um but yeah, if if you so, you, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah, so they 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 start with the the parademon stuff, like you're saying, where that's the inciting reason for them to put together the league. Well, you need some stupid way for them to figure out the Martha boxes exist. Yes, and the parademon like disintegrates or blows up or something, and for some reason there's just three little squares that are left on the wall. Right, and Batman just goes. Oh, those mean something. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, all right. Batman's like, I'm such a great detective. All right, we're five minutes in and we're already hitting stupid. All right, all right. I needed alcohol. <laughs> but yeah, the movie should start with them gathering up the, the league, and then they go and start the mission. Like, yeah. they should find out about the Martha boxes. When they or, go to try to save the people, and then that's when they see. Or Steppenwolf. you could establish like you could you could put together the league, and then maybe they do something. The first act is they they tackle some smaller threat. I don't know some some somewhat maybe maybe a nice death stroke, or or, or anybody just like 
use use a Justice League villain so that you continue to establish your universe and not necessarily just kill off all your villains and stuff. And then you you do that and you're like, we got the League together and then like the Parademons show up and you're like, oh man. And then like that slowly kind of seals the bond. Structure. Plotting. Pacing. Character. So we're talking about Batman. I, I, he doesn't kill humans, but then he's just gunning down parademons. Whatever. That's kind of again. A, that's kind of a thing with Batman. Where he, he, I want to re- I want to reiterate the argument against Batman using a gun here because mm-hmm. the point is first of all, Batman does not kill in the comics. Screw you if you say so. That's not a thing. If he does, it's a weird Elseworlds thing, or it's like the first year of his yeah. adventures. On the whole, he does not kill people. Yes. Even Dark Knight... Zack Snyder's beloved Dark Knight Returns, <laughs> he doesn't kill people. He uses a gun, which I have a problem with. The one but time, at least it's rubber the bullets. The one time they apply a, a murder charge to him is after the Joker commits suicide. Yes. And they think Batman did it. Yes. That's the one time. Every, every other time in the book, he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Zack Snyder, when you say, oh, they want they want him to shoot him right between the eyes, it's a lie! You are <laughs> lying to me! Oh, yeah. Um, but, but and like, one of, I'm, I'm currently reading Nightfall, which is one of the most famous Batman stories, and it's entirely an exploration of why Batman doesn't kill. The reason Bane is originally invested in Batman is because... Or like, or like, one of the main reasons that he doesn't just straight up try and like stop, like the reason he continues to like spend time investigating him is because Batman doesn't kill people and it fascinates him. Because Bane grew up in a prison where just everybody murdered everybody, yes. and and so he he wants to know like what that that does and what that means, and like then it's it's about how Batman gets a replacement who can't hold up to his standards because you have to b- abide by that code, and like that's the the most famous Batman stories are about that. Yeah, and. The, the entire point of him not using a gun is because it's a coward's weapon and because it's the easy way out and, and he and knows... It's, and it's also what killed his parents. Yes. Like, and, they, and they just died by a common yeah. thug in the street. And, and it's it's supposed to be an actual, like, a thematic thing where it's like... It's not, it's well, not it's, just it's about... To be, he's playing judge and jury. He refuses to be the executioner. Yes, yes. It's not... And it's there, not there's, the, there's a certain amount of... He, he still re- wants to respect the system. Mm-hmm. He wants to respect law and order. So he just takes the criminals in and he hopes the system takes care of them as, yes. they, as, the, as yeah. it should. Exactly. He doesn't want to take that into his own hands because that's... <laughs> that's immoral yeah. to just yeah. flat out just murder anyone you want. Mm-hmm. He's trying to he's he's trying to do something he doesn't think the government can do, but he still wants to abide by as much of the rules yes. as possible. That's why he and, respects the heck out of Jim Gordon yes. and like Harvey Dent when he's a DA. Like he wants the system he works to work. With him. Yes. yes. Um. And the, and so it's not so much about also Batman also there's people. no way I, I I cannot like a Gordon that condones a Batman that kills people. Yeah. Like I yeah that doesn't work at yeah. all. Exactly. Um. Which by the way. You have J.K. Simmons in your movie, and he gets absolutely oh gosh, nothing to do. Continue, but continue with your point. So anyway, basically the point is not that Batman, just that Batman kills people. It's also that he, he uses any gun of any sort, because that is literally the thing that he is like, that's the limit. I'm not going there. Yeah. And then he uses it to murder a bunch of parademons, because it's like, oh no, it's fine, they're aliens. To be fair, they kind of do that in the animated series. They, they get away with a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, he's fighting aliens. He can kill them, whatever. That's Still... Cool. It, 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 yeah, that doesn't, doesn't excuse. Kill. I mean, the, yeah. you, you can you can do that, but again, it's not. 
I don't know. The, the animated you series... You at least need, like, a quippy line of dialogue to kind of write that away. It, exactly. But when, when you... but when Batman just... He's fighting parademons and he just grabs one of their guns and just starts shooting all of them because he can't fight them on his own. Yeah. That... Yeah. That doesn't feel right. So, so That doesn't feel right at all. Side note, Batman looks way, way better in the Batsuit when you take the cowl off in this movie. Which is not a good thing. At all. When he when he is not wearing the cowl, he the suit looks it looks so much better than than if he's wearing it. I think it depends. I think sometimes like when they're doing the reshoots, he looks terrible because for some reason I don't know if it's Ben Affleck lost a lot of muscle mass, so he doesn't fit in the suit as well or what. I don't know. But like I'm I, just saying, I is... think I think in the in the scene where they're talking with Gordon on the rooftop, I think he looks excellent. Yeah, with the mask, with the cowl, and everything. I think he, okay. it looks really good. And I, it, I don't know. It looks a lot better than, the fat, that than was probably, the fat suit from Batman vs. Superman. That was probably early on. Yeah. I would, I would have it was guess. early on because there was a whole bit about how they brought a bunch of press people there that didn't like Batman vs. Superman to try and show them, hey, we're trying. Yeah. And look, Barry Allen's doing jokes. Yeah. yeah. Like our movie. So it was It was very Like and on. subscribe. Um, yeah, it's... <sighs> I don't know. But I think the worst offender is is we need to get into the color grading but we also need to get into the other character there's so much to unpack here. there really is let me just say we'll move on to wonder woman mm-hmm. which we won't really be saying that much about yeah but at the end of the scene where they're fighting with superman and superman goes do you bleed mm-hmm. it was okay fine i'll go yeah. with it and then batman's just on the ground it's just a wide shot it looks so terrible and yep. he's just laying on the grass like an idiot and yep. the suit just looks wrong. Yeah. Like it looks just like he doesn't fit in it yep. at all. He goes, yep, I'm bleeding. And it's like, okay, it's supposed to be a funny moment but it just, yep. it looks weird. And it's not just because there, it's supposed to be daytime. Like it just looked, the, I yep. don't know if it's like, yep. I agree. Like when you're on the ground and you're just like, like you're not in the, superhero pose that <laughs> Snyder wants to photograph it yeah. and of course this is very clearly reshoots so there's that too mm-hmm. but it just looks wrong and it yeah. looks laughable mm-hmm. like I take Adam West Batman more seriously than that I agree let's get into Wonder Woman she gets nothing to do she's fine move on <laughs> I agree there's a bit of random tension between her and Batman I, I, I do scene. wish that they'd gone with a romance between the two of them. That's fine. And that would have been awesome in, in, in our version where Superman, like this universe starts with Superman dying. Uh-huh. And like they, they sort of build a romance and they're leading the team. Yeah. Something. Anything. Character. Well, just, I wish she saw in him a lot of what she saw in Steve Trevor. I wish they made some sort of connection yeah. with that. Yeah. Where, where she's like, yeah, where, where Batman's constantly like, yeah, I'm a flawed person, I'm a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. And he's constantly down on himself. And she's like, N- I-, I see a lot of good in you. Like, you're a flawed person, mm-hmm. but all humans are flawed. or mm-hmm. so- Something like that. And it's like, you know, you're, you're fighting yeah. for the greater good. Like, yeah. you're you're trying. I can respect someone who tries. Oh, wait, you're you're murdering everyone. Never mind. I, I, maybe I, not. No, maybe not maybe, so much. Maybe not so much. Roll that back. <laughs> <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Barry Allen. Did you find him obnoxious at all? Because uh, people are very divided on him. Some people think he's hilarious. Some people find I'm very like... divided on him. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think that there are moments where his humor looks, works pretty well. And I think there are moments where his humor is pushed way too far and kind of screws up 
Well, it makes you, should you be think a, a he's gonna, moment. You think he's going to have a character arc, and then he doesn't. And but then, he saves people. But I then guess? at the end, it's like, oh, Bruce got him a job as a as a forensics analyst. Yeah. And it's like, but there was nothing building to that. That just kind of happens. Which, by the way, like, I guess the also idea... you have Billy Crudup in your movie, and once again, like Alien yeah. Covenant, he gets nothing to do. Yeah. This this. <laughs> it, I do. This... I did like the scene, like when they're first talking. And... I agree. I, I thought that was a very, very nice yeah. scene. This and cinematic... there's, a, there's a whole scene, I think you can find it, if the special effects aren't completed, where he saves, um, uh, what's what's her name? What's, who? Iris. Hmm. She's like in a car wreck and it's all slowed down. And that bit in the trailer where he's pushing through the glass and you mm-hmm. see the glass break apart, like that's, that's part of it. Hmm. So clearly they completed some of the special effects, but not all of it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was supposed to be in this movie too. Good. Because that's what we need. This needed. cinematic More universe people. is littered with good actors who get nothing to do. Yeah, <laughs> you're, it's, you're, it's it's spectacular. I wish I wish Jeremy Irons would just snap Ben Affleck Batman's neck and he would become Batman. Like I, I'm close. Or maybe he'd snap Aquaman's neck and he just put on his suit. Yeah, I'm Aquaman now. <laughs> <laughs> Come together. <laughs> We're talking, we're talking about the Flash. Flash. Yeah. He's... He runs weird. Just just throwing that out there. Yeah. His run is strange. I don't, I don't like know. Like, he's just, like, throwing his I arms just, out in front of him weird. I'm not or... a huge fan of using the Flash as your Com- Spider-Man proxy. As your comic relief character. Well, well, specifically as the... Yes, comic relief, but also, like... I mean, comic relief is fine, because, like, he's, he's supposed to be pretty... Like, a pretty witty character in the comics. Like, the, you know, he's supposed to have, like, a good rapport with, like, him and, and Green Lantern. And apparently we're replacing Green Lantern with Cyborg. So if you want to do that, that's fine. Although they don't do that in this movie. Whatever. Just do John Stewart Green Lantern if it's, if, if it's really such a big thing that and I we have need an African-American else, superhero. I have something else along those lines that I want to get to. I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, or just anyway. have Aquaman be a, be a black guy. Who yeah, cares? Sure. My, you're already, I, at that point, yeah. You're already making it it's such a drastic change to make him cool and edgy. Yeah. Why not? Like, who cares? Yeah, I agree. Um, it'd be great if you just had. What well, cyborg should be on Teen Titans? What's, that... what's, what's his name? What's his name? Who who runs the daily? The, the actor who runs Lawrence Fishburne? Yes, there. You know, want I, him to be Aquaman? I want him to be Aquaman. I'm okay and, with And this. they don't address the fact that he's also playing the owner of the day. Like, it's yeah. just like eh, it's fine. He slowly just populates the entire universe. I mean, he's gonna be an Ant-Man and the Wasp, so... That's amazing. He's <laughs> taking over. He's part of the Matrix. Um, he's the new uh, Agent Smith. Where correct. he's just multiplying. Yes. Um, anyway. Yeah, so so Flash... And only John I'm, Wick can stop him. <laughs> there we go. I'm, I'm okay with Flash being comedic. I'm less okay with Flash being and it's it's these the the obvious argument against all of this is going to be oh it's well it's a new take on the character and i'm like the the part of the 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 fun of flash is not necessarily that he's like the little kid on the team who's he's i it's it's the fact the justice league i feel like and i think this might be maybe this is a, a problem with whedon a little bit i don't know how much this was a deal in the original cut whatever but I feel like these guys should all be holding their own, sort of. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they should all be 
you know, heroes in their own right, because that's kind of what I think. And, and I guess this is mostly personal preference. I can't really give an objective argument for this, but I feel like if you're going to do that, you need to have them be heroes that like are, they, they can be like, maybe not necessarily, they don't have to be adults, but like, I don't know that that's just how I picture the DC universe is that these are all people who are fully fledged and they're kind of coming together. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just the sort of the Avengers dynamic all over again. It's, it's a different structure. It's, it's not really the same universe for a lot of different reasons. And, and I think Whedon's kind of just pulling from his Avengers work and, and that sort of thing. And I know, I mean, I know Spider-Man wasn't there when he was working with the Avengers, but I don't know. I just don't know. Not a huge fan. I think he's fine. A yeah. lot of his jokes just fall flat. Yeah, and I, exactly. And a lot of that is because of the reshoots. I don't know. Yeah. But then, like like we said, occasionally he'll get like a really good moment of dialogue mm-hmm. that just comes out of nowhere. And like, wait, heartbeat. Yeah. There's a pulse. Yeah. I don't know. Cyborg, don't care. Moving on. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, he... his whole backstory is cut out of this movie. Yeah, and also. Con- Content, continuity wise words doesn't make sense with Batman Superman yeah yeah go with this you you told me this after we saw it I was like oh my god cause like yeah they, they show um Cyborg in Batman Superman they show him being connected with the mother box but then they say that the mother box woke up after Superman died and we saw in Batman Superman Wonder Woman saw the she saw this footage the video of before him turning Superman into Cyborg dies. before Superman I don't know it's very strange it doesn't make any sense it's probably because the editing I mean I guess they just they, it's it's mostly because they just don't care I would assume that well, they don't probably have because anybody. they were trying to streamline I bet the, all the exposition about how the mother boxes or mm-hmm. excuse me Martha boxes work and sure. how Steppenwolf like I bet all that stuff they tried to streamline that and probably they, they, it was just such a rush job they didn't pay attention to the yeah previous stuff to yeah. make sure the continuity was sound who cares about continuity in this universe am I right apparently Come together. Uh, yeah, Cyborg. He, they he's the one who kind of seems to come closest to having an arc, and then they don't really finish it. They try to like set up that. He's... As as far as I know, the original ending for this was that he gets like torn apart by mm-hmm. Steppenwolf and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And the ending of the movie is Barry and Batman trying to rebuild him, mm-hmm. which I think is a far more interesting ending. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's what this because movie when needed. Super, when Superman pops up at the end. There are literally no stakes. Oh, Superman just shows up. Day is saved. Yeah. Like there's no. Which is how it should be for Superman. But you, because we knew he was coming, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like we we lost the stakes quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Seriously, go try looking up. Like a lot of people have reported on what Snyder's stuff originally entailed. Yeah. I think a lot of it sounds a lot better. Yeah. I'm I'm like there's like there's a whole thing about how Batman feels really guilty about what he did in Batman vs Superman particularly all the killing so that little bit at the towards the end where he's in the Batmobile and he's kind of sacrificing himself but there's like no build up to it whatsoever that's supposed to be about him feeling so guilty and he's like I'm gonna do this one thing and I'm gonna sacrifice myself and all of them save him and they're like quit being dumb yeah Hmm. um that's not like and that's my thing I do. And I don't want to speculate on this too much because this is very personal for everyone involved. But I, I do wonder if Warner Brothers kind of used Zack Snyder's family tragedy as an excuse to be like, hey, 
You know what? You should you shouldn't let be or you should be with your family like this. Well, is especially because we know a bunch of the executives wanted to fire him immediately after Batman vs Superman yeah. came out. Like there's, yeah. a, obviously, once again, we don't want to attack Zack Snyder, and I'm actually complimenting Snyder. I'm saying I want to see his version because I, I agree. I do think it would be better well, than this, and, that, and that's my thing is that I think. And, and that's again, point being, we're not trying to attack him personally. And this is exactly what I was talking about with Batman vs Superman versus Suicide Squad and Justice League, is that Batman vs Superman feels like I'm playing on, again, kind of terms I understand. I understand where things went wrong with Batman vs Superman. I understand kind of what they were going for. I understand. It's just, it's it's his full vision. Yes, I understand. There's no yeah his vision. There's no it's, studio meddling. There's no. Like, oh, there's a bunch of reshoots. I don't know what the original version of this was supposed to be. Yeah. It's this huge yes. thing. This is what it is. Yes. For better or worse, mostly yeah. entirely for worse. But now that we've gotten that, I would have loved to see and be like, alright. I want to see how he you wanted to You burn this it. to the ground, let's see what happens. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I, I wish he had been able to go out on his terms. And maybe, maybe it really was just that he was, you know, that... That it was weighing, it was weighing on him too hard, and he was just like, "I need to step back from this." But I, I do really wonder if, if he was kind of just pushed out, especially knowing that they were trying to get an early release because of yeah. bonuses. Yeah, like, mean, there's a bunch of shady Warner Brothers crap so much with on. this. Yeah. I don't like it at all. Yeah. I'm, de- I'm definitely very interested to see what Zack Snyder does after this because. Just, have him, just get him to do Dark Knight Returns. Just I mean, let him. I don't think he's ever going to work with Warner Brothers again. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's just going to step fair. away entirely from all of that because I bet this is just like. Wait, it, I, and I really hope that if he if he comes back at some point, it will be something that he is like passionate about, and and maybe not so much in a sucker punch way, but like an, an actual like. Well, I want to the do big something. Thing is he needs that to is do my a, story. He needs to do a screenplay by someone else. It can't be yeah. his work. Yeah. Well, but but that's what I'm wondering is if he will. Or he, I, needs, I, or he needs to collaborate with someone who knows what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's probably not, the better. Not David Goyer. That's probably what I'm hoping for is that he he joins up with somebody and he's like, hey, you know, like and, and has an, a passion project that he does because I'd love to see him kind of bounce back from this yeah. because I do think as much as I think he should have been, I think it should just been clean. I think he should have been fired after Batman wa- Superman. But Watchmen hasn't been ruined for me. I can go back and watch Watchmen sure. and and really enjoy it. Sure. It it does have some snack. Uh, Zack Snyderism issues, but overall, I still yeah. like that movie quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, I, I think I think he should have been fired after Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I think that would have been but fair for all parties involved. Rush production, and and I started think production a week after I think the movie premiered because of everything involved. It just got extraordinarily screwed up, and I I would like to see him, even if he makes another movie that I am not a huge fan of. I I would really like to see him bounce back and do something that's kind of his own thing. Because yeah. I think he I think he really does deserve that after just the the mess he's been through, right? Um, for so many things over the past year or two. So, but yeah, um, so Aquaman. Oh God, he wasn't as bad as I expected. I kind of hated him. I, di- I didn't particularly enjoy him, but I was expecting... Once again, I was expecting, like, a Jar Jar... Much like with Etta Candy in Wonder yeah. Woman. I was expecting, like, Jar Jar Binks levels of... Just get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Dr. Kafka, no! Yeah. But, um, he... I... 
I am more ambivalent. I, I didn't. I, I found him very obnoxious. I don't think um, Jason Momoa has the charisma for that kind of charisma. I mean, he's got he's got that stoic, intimidating. And yeah. I think if they played him like that, if they played him as he's a very quiet type and not a surfer bro, I, I think if they, they played him so that he was very, like, you know, not, un, mistrusting of everybody. Yeah. And maybe that's more the, the angle you go he with. He should be someone where whenever he talks, it's important. Yeah. And instead he's like, yeah, my man. And he's the one that should have said booyah at the end. Yeah. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a cyborg says booyah at the end and it feels completely forced and out of nowhere. Because, hey, people like that Teen Titans cartoon. Maybe he should be in the Teen Titans. And not the Justice League. The New 52 screwed everything up, didn't it? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Who are we missing? Also, let's talk a bit more about Aquaman. Because I want to talk about his his um, Atlantis sequence. That felt just like such a weird, I don't know what's happening. We're not getting any exposition as to what this is supposed to be. I feel so sorry for general audience members who don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because, like, do we know he's supposed to be king? Is that ever stated? I don't know. Sure. I, I can't remember what's said in his brief conversation with Mira. Well, also, well she... technically, he does say the, the king tied. Batman does say that he, he comes in on the king tide. So. It's foreshadowing. I don't like any of this. <laughs> but, like, they really need to build it up as, oh, he's the king that doesn't want to take up the throne or something. Like, there's there's just, like... N- Once again, I, I don't quite remember what he, his conversation with Mera entails, mm-hmm. other than she doesn't really like him very much. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be... Like, I don't know why he shows up to say to help the Justice League. Like, he just kind of shows up out of nowhere. Yep. And I know Steppenwolf shows up and there's a brief action sequence where he steals one of the Martha boxes. But it just felt very weird. Yep. Batman Superman had, had incoherent, disjointed structure. This movie has no structure. It's just a thing. At least I understood Superman. It's an amorphous blob. At least I understood Superman in that movie. He's terrible, and I didn't like him, but I understood him. This movie is just... I could understand him being an angsty uh, prick who who doesn't want to save anyone when his parents are like that. Yeah. Let's talk Steppenwolf, shall we? Sure. Is he the worst villain in any comic book movie you've ever seen? I think I'd rather have Nuclear Man from Superman for the Quest for Peace. <laughs> that never, I've never seen. Never watched that, that movie, kids. That I've never, never watched seen, that. Probably? Question mark. Like I know people like to rant and complain about like the Amazing Spider-Man 2's villains, and like they're bad, but they're interesting. It, they're interesting. This guy's got nothing. Also, Sierra Hines, excellent actor. Right. Yep. He, he again littered with just like random. He, he was not happy with the theatrical cut. He wants a Zack Snyder cut. He said he uh-huh. said that apparently. Imagine. Kevin Smith so, wants a Zack Snyder cut. That come on, come do, on. The ultimate fanboy wants the Zack Snyder do we, cut. Do we want to talk about the flashback where Iron Maiden comes to Earth and uh, steals Mother Box? <laughs> 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 or 
or whatever. He tries to do a thing, and like they they're all there, and the like, that's the most interesting action sequence of the movie, yeah, probably. Just because, oh, cool sweeping battle. And it's a green lantern. Oh, look, the the ring is going away. I bet that's foreshadowing. Maybe. Also, there's no explanation as to what green. Once again, for general audience members, they have no idea what's happening. These movies are supposed to be for the fans, but they ruin the characters. Yeah. And then that just leaves the movies with all these, like, scattered references to things that... it's it's It really is like a dream where, like, you see little bits and pieces of a thing yeah. you might recognize. And well, it's, it's well, just, just sort of floating along in the abyss. And... Well, just, like, in this movie, they're like, yeah, they're Atlanteans. If you're a general audience member and you have no idea, like, what yeah. any of this stuff is, you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. There's a, Atlantis is in this universe? Yeah. Like, you would just be completely confused by that. Yeah. There's a reason this movie is making nothing. Why does this have an 80% audience score? Because DC fanboys flood that. I bet that's lower than Batman Superman. I could be wrong. I think it's higher. Really? Well, this is also... Well, I don't know, because it's been out for a while. That's surprising to me. Well, I, I guess it's the thing of... This movie is probably less offensive to audiences yeah it's more of a, a, a it's at least more of a ride remember Superman has a 64% okay. audience score at least so whenever maybe, I record so, so there's probably not as much because the audience score is literally just it, you might as well be looking at the IMDB score as far as people just like flaming it and just yeah. like filling it with stuff um, yeah that's the problem they get skewed yeah kind of ran for a bit on ACDC's hammer <laughs> <laughs> now this I like <laughs> So okay, the this reference I like it. I should probably Another. I should probably again re- reiterate that I'm talking about Steppenwolf because I keep throwing in band names and I feel like I'm, I'm slow, I might be slowly confusing people. Um, I just I, I don't you know, even Metallica's think... got a pretty big helmet. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think Steppenwolf is in the genre of any of these bands I'm naming. It's just I know that they are a band name and it sounds like another like hair metal band. Um, anyway. You know, the Runaways look is just very bland. <laughs> I was going to go for Led Zeppelin. Uh, but you yeah. know, the Beach Boys. <laughs> Madonna. Oh, Beyonce? Um, so, Ariana Grande? <laughs> the, uh, his, so, Steppenwolf has this axe, right? And, Allegedly. Yes. It's a big old axe, and he's going around, he's beating people up with it. It's the lamest weapon ever. It, it hits people and then theoretically they turn into parademons later even though we never see that supposedly there's stuff cut out where that happened and and that would have been a really cool thing to use for the amazon stuff but we'll get there yes and he he hits some people around with it and it's like a big glowing metal thing and it doesn't cut people in half it doesn't like it's not it's not like thor's hammer where he hits them and they go when they like shoot off yeah it's he hits them and it's like boom yeah hit you. he might as well punch them and also you remember when Thor did like creative stuff with it like he flies by like spinning it really yep. fast and there's nothing with no. Steppenwolf no. and and the the one so in the Amazon chase sequence that happens early on he he hits some people around and I guess some of them die and the, the one trainer lady who's in Wonder Woman for like little bits and pieces and she has a couple lines of dialogue gets crushed under a horse and that's supposed to be like the the big like sad moment that it's like oh man we're dealing with real stakes here look who died not only do we not care about this character she got crushed under a horse 
It's not like his his axe is going around here and like chopping people up. He he's knocking people about and they're kind of just falling on the ground. I have to return back to Wonder Woman real quick because I actually have a complaint about that. So the Amazons just get killed by normal bullets. We we, we sure. get shown that. Meanwhile, she gets thrown like into concrete and stuff and there's like she takes all sorts of damage in fights and stuff but who are we talking about wonder woman wonder woman's not an amazon necessarily she's she's created by zeus so would she die from a bullet she might i don't know we That's haven't explored weird. that yet interesting okay continue, <laughs> continue. okay uh-huh. okay so there's, there's a flimsy thing yeah okay yeah, yeah. At, there, least there's there's, some, at least there's something it's, okay. she's not necessarily the same yeah um However, the rest of the Amazons are, and they fall under the, the blood. We the should, blood of the Amazons okay, okay. covers we his should, axe. We should not see this. We should not no. see this scene, mm-hmm. at least where it is in the movie. The idea should be the signal gets sent, mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman recognizes it, and she says, "I have to go back to the mascara. I have to go back and see what what's happened." If anything, we can get a scene. Get a, get a scene before we see Steppenwolf where where they're they're hiding in a in, in the the temple or whatever, and they're like. Or like they're running, some, some there's like a lone rider and she's running to the temple. Or maybe there's two of them and, and, and Hippolyta is one. And and they're running to the, the temple and she's like, we have to hurry, he's behind us. And like, yeah, the, the, something. something's happening in the background yeah. that's terrifying. Maybe they're blocked behind a, a wall or something. Try and build him up as a threatening bad yes. guy instead of just, oh, he's just swinging a big hammer. And then, yeah, and then and then they, the, everything explodes right after they, they, send, they send the arrow and then maybe you just see like... <clears throat> And like the temple explodes yeah something and then they go yeah then they go to Themyscira or something like that or I don't know by the way that brings me back to another thing from Wonder Woman the ambiguity of when Hippolyta's is like you may never return that kind of bothers me they don't really need to address it in Wonder Woman I don't know if, no if it'll come up here, later here don't they have a line of dialogue that she can't return is there maybe is there, I can't remember Probably. But that would be a cool idea if she has to send like Batman to there, and he's like, "Oh!" But, but, but I think they should all return. It's I'm compl- not getting late tonight. Am Paradise I? Island is pretty much destroyed. I'm trying to focus on, Sorry, the, on the content and merit or lack thereof of this continue, film. Buddy. They go, they go to the mascara, and like all the Amazons have turned into parademons, and they have to fight them all off yeah. or something. And we get a quick flashback showing if we need to. We don't even need to see a flashback. Yeah. It's like we he, just see destruction. He, he grabbed the Martha box. Here's all here here is the destruction that can happen. Yeah. I think you just do that. You don't even need the battle sequence where all the humans, Atlanteans and mm-hmm. um Green Lanterns and the Amazonians like fight. Well, like we don't even need to see that. That can just be some exposition. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even need a full scene of that. Yeah. Also, you save a bit on the special effects budget, and you can maybe put it towards Superman's mustache. <laughs> um, maybe, I do, I do. maybe hire a few more interns to work on that. So, I do want to go back to my my axe thing because I want to I want to explain a little bit more there. the The issue is that his he does not seem intimidating in the slightest. He's he's big and he hits some stuff around, but like, if you can take a hit, you're fine. You can beat him up or whatever. Like, I mean, he's, he's strong and he does some stuff that Justice League later, but, like, for the most part, it, like, he has a line where he says, my axe is bathed in the blood of your Amazons. And there's no blood there, on it. There's no... That, that's not, like... I mean, I know... I realize that's supposed to be metaphorical, but even then, it's like... He's not... There's He's just bouncing him around. It's almost like you wouldn't have him, like, having Hippolyta's head. 
or just yeah, something. I, I know that's the furthest extreme, and that's well, almost comical. But like something to really get just, Diana like emotionally. I'm invested. just thinking you do something where like he he his axe cleaves through people, and then to make it PG thirteen, they they disintegrate or something. Or yeah, they they turn into stone. Anything. Be creative. Don't just have him be. Or, or just have him like knocking some people about. Or, or you just have him. He's, he's a big intergalactic uh, enforcer for the uh, yeah. the space mafia. There you go. Is, well, even like, or should I say, the space Marthia? There you go. But I, I really like the idea of like having some emotional stakes for her, where like this her home has been destroyed and all of even her though, her yeah, sisters have been and, deformed, and they don't really care about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't even know how many of them are dead. Yes, like Apollo's alive, I guess. Yep. There's also a whole weird thing where like they they escape out the the front with the wood collapsing, and then he smashes out the. Once side again, of it. we don't need a full action scene. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. yeah. Get to the Justice League doing things because that's what we paid to see. Yeah. Come on, this isn't supposed to be this difficult. <laughs> It's really not. Kevin Feige made this in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um. I don't know how much more do we have to say here. I'm sure there's tons of stuff. I'm sure. I'm sure we could continue to like just rip this apart. But I I do think we've made. I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we can kind of. Let's talk about the ending. I think the ending is actually pretty do good. We, well, first of all, actually, do we want to hit on the little, like, mid-action scene... With Superman? In the, in the sewers, specifically. Oh, I guess we, we should actually probably probably address We should Superman. talk a bit more about Superman. Yeah. But, but yeah, in the yeah, sewers. About that. Um, um, it looks okay, but that's because most of it's not reshoots. Yeah. Like, the little bit where Diana's falling and the sword and yeah. Flash has to run around and, like, he pokes it yeah. to get it to her. That's really cool. I want more of that. Yeah. Teamwork. Yep. Get them all to help each other. Not just Batman's up there with an alien gun shooting at parademons. <laughs> and then he gets into a giant mech thing and just starts shooting everything in sight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, Batman's just got, like, extra vehicles in this because they want to sell toys. Probably. <laughs> Come together. And, and, like, yeah, um... I, I, I don't know. But yeah, like like um, I I don't know I I don't know why exactly they're down there. Like my eyes trying to glaze over. I guess Steppenwolf and they, they're trying to escape yeah. into the sewer tunnels. No, that's where they're like hosting their operate. That's where they're kidnapping people to try right, and learn right. about the mother boxes. You mean the Martha boxes? Yes, which are in. He has one from the Amazons, and I guess he's already gotten the one from the Atlanteans at that point. Because that's when well, Aquaman comes in to save well, it, the day. It's because Cyborg's dad has the, the human one. Yeah, and then and then Aquaman and somehow whatever. yeah, and Aquaman just shows up because they bust the tunnel and the water starts yes. to pour in, and he just knows to show up right at that yeah. moment. Yeah. In in a much smarter movie, we we would just sort of ignore that and just let it be. In a much smarter movie, we might just have Aquaman be there and be like, "Oh look, Aquaman's going to be helpful now. Here's Aquaman using his powers. He used his powers. He saved the day. Good." Come together, <laughs> and then, yeah. So, so let's talk about the Superman resurrection stuff real quick. Because first of all, it's just dumb. It's very creepy to see Cyborg and Flash just like digging his grave. Yes, open. and they try to like kind of. And Flash is like, "Is this a... creepy? Is this weird?" Yeah. 
And then they have. They and there's a bunch of pet cemetery references. They actually handle his body yeah. and take it to the ship. Also, where's and the gaping hole in his chest? It healed. It's fine. Come together. And then and then Flash has to run around the ship to jump and hit oh yeah the... and they build it as like a huge dramatic moment like you have to hit it right at this moment when the wa- when and the they, martha box they don't hits even the water try to explain why that's a thing it's, it's like, just it's well, just a misses, wasted five you... minutes of screen time well if, if he misses couldn't you just set it up again or or why can't you just put it in the water and then have him maybe he runs around and t- i don't i don't know what's happening and then it blows up and then it goes flying off and then Steppenwolf just shows up and he's like, oh, I'll take this. That's the best part. They have this entire they just, scene they just where leave the none Martha... of them even think to go pick that up. Like, they're all standing okay. in a row. Batman, the Batman that I know would make sure to grab that and yes. make sure it was secure because he knows he can't take on Superman because yes. he's smart. Yeah. He would be like, okay, I'll let them go fight him for now. I'll I'll make sure Alfred sends Lois, even though we should have had her here already. We'll uh, Alfred go go send Lois and he takes the mother bo- Martha box and then he he hides it. Yeah. In a movie. This is not Batman. I'm sorry. If you think this is Batman, you're wrong. <laughs> In a movie where Superman um is like maybe morally ambiguous at the end of the movie, we didn't like he shows up and we're not sure if he's evil or not. Yeah. Then this is a really fascinating. I mean, this is a, a cool fight scene on its own. Super, like he he does it. We're not. Dis- it's the one scene where we get a full scene where we're not distracted by the mustache. But I'm distracted and, by the color grading because clearly it's supposed bit. to be a lot darker. Yeah, the whole yeah. movie's supposed to be a lot darker, and they make it brighter, and that ruins a lot of the the look of the costumes. Yeah, yeah. because these Zack Snyder designs these specifically to look a certain way in the way he shoots films. Yeah. But when you brighten that up, the the muscle, uh. Stuff yeah. on on uh, Henry Cavill's Superman suit. Mm-hmm. It looks like a paint job. It doesn't look like oh, that's his abs. That's just how fit he is, and yeah. it's, it's yeah. a form fitting suit. That's not what it looks like. It looks like he bought a Halloween costume. Yep. So that is... that I found distracting through sure. most of that fight. There is the nice moment where Flash is is, is going around, and then Superman. Oh, you mean that moment they ripped off from X Men Apocalypse? <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not quite the same. It's kind of the same. I mean, that's isn't that What's what's the deal with the one in Apocalypse? Quicksilver's beating him up and he's just running super fast and Apocalypse is able to like figure out where he's going and he like stops him. Okay. And I I just I guess I feel like there's a there's a difference because it's it's more that's that's supposed to be more apocalypse is figuring out where it, this is like supposed to be oh superman can actually like get into the speed force and then we get yeah. in a really cool scene where he's actually like go in slow-mo in the speed force and flash is still fast but he's not nearly as fat mm, yeah. as much faster as he could so that that's that's pretty neat i think um I, a lot of people love that scene and scene i don't know also you shouldn't have that uh, superman be that indestructible so where Wonder Woman and Aquaman yeah. can't do anything because by the like we said by the time he shows up at the end it's like oh game and, over they and won. that's and that's how this that's where the problem comes in is this is that, the Superman in this universe is too powerful yes and and that's sort of where the problem comes in is that because he's so powerful and we get the scene and we get a couple of scenes where he sort of calms back down with Lois and Martha um, then I'm not gonna say it <laughs> then he ends up like but we know he's coming in for the final fight, so yeah. and he's going to be fine. 
there there's there's got to be a movie where where the final fight where like oh is he is he gonna like be evil like oh you mean that virgin where he wears the black suit yeah i'm i'm and so we ruin all the fact yeah there's no way once you do that you either have to buy into that and that has to be your status quo for the rest of the movie is is superman good or bad yeah or oh you mean they actually have to face consequences for resurrecting him yes instead of just having this conversation what's what are the morals of resurrecting him? I don't know. And then it's just, oh, he's good. He's good. It's fine. God. Yeah. Let's talk about the final fight. Oh, I don't want to talk about the final fight. I meant the very end, like once okay. they've won. That's, that's fine. The final fight. I don't remember what happened. It's. I know Superman shows up and kicks his stepmom's they, butt and then he they, escapes. They try to have... Does he escape or does he die? I think he, he, he dies. The parademons. Well, sort of. The parademons oh, like attack. Because they go with the whole thing that they feed on fear, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Wait, hold, hold the phone. I thought that was a Green Lantern thing. I thought that was like yellow power. I mean, I guess it's, on fear. I guess Batman attracted the, them through fear before. This is dumb. But like, yeah, it's like, oh. Okay. Well, it's because the original ending is he escapes <clears throat> and then Darkseid kills him. Also, they mentioned Darkseid once. Yep. Why? Why haven't? And it's just like a all? passing thing. It's not He's even CGI like, anyway. Why can't you just like cut? Why couldn't you just have Darkseid be the bad guy? This one be called Day. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, who? Why? Yeah. Who are you? The, the so the final fight. It's it's big and it's dumb and it's not really. They they try to sort of have their Avengers moment where they like pass the torch along for a couple different heroes, but they don't really do it and it mostly just follows Aquaman. It's numb, and it looks terrible. It's all like red and orange and weird. Yep. And most of it's reshoots. It, it there's appears. no tension whatsoever. Well, yeah, that's that's just very strange because in the in the previews, you can go back and watch the earlier trailers. The background is blue, mm-hmm. and I think that visually just looks better. Yeah. But then I guess the idea is that they're trying to get it to match the animated series because, like, when when Dark Side attacks Superman in in that show, it's all red. Like it's a very red aesthetic, okay. so I don't know if they're trying to ape off of that or I guess or what. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look. It looks ugly. This movie is just ugly, <laughs> and I, I think we said that about Batman vs Superman. But at yes. least Batman, like I said, it's Batman vs Superman still has shots. We that's ugly in the sense that like it's hard to sort of. There's so much just gray. There's yeah. so much darkness. Yeah, and and so it's ugly in that sense, but it is. There are visually pleasing shots yeah. and scenes. This is just like everything's just mismatched. Yes, there's the colors don't make any sense, and it's not vibrant. It's not like Guardians or, or Thor Ragnarok. It's it's just sort of generally. It's like somebody did a last minute paint job to try and make it look brighter. Yes, exactly, and and it's just it's a mess. Wait, wait, what is that? Oh, that's what they did. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. Apparently, that's what they did. Thanks, Kevin Sujohara. Is it funny that both the DC and the Marvel, like, the heads are, like... Or I guess he's the head of Warner Brothers, whatever. Kevin? We need to talk about Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like you. Let's talk about the ending. It's dumb. I like the ending, actually. I have... Mostly because Cyborg says the booyah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, the, the, um they're like reconstructing Martha's house or like they're moving oh yeah okay and all that stuff and then 
it, Lois's little speech or article thing is terrible. Yeah. But I like what it's trying and, to convey. And the pacing, the pacing ends weird, but at least we get, like, it ends on a weird note, but we do get Superman pulling his shirt apart and flying in the sky, and that's kind of nice. It, God, it, it, it's like, it's like watching Smallville all over again, where they just refuse and refuse and refuse <laughs> to give you actual Superman, even though it's pretty much Superman once he goes to Metropolis, but he's just wearing this ridiculous Matrix-looking outfit. <laughs> but... And he's fighting Doomsday at one point, and Darkseid's in it, and he fights Zod. But they refuse to have him be Superman. I think yeah. it's called, like, the Blur or some nonsense. Uh-huh. And then the very last episode, he finally pulls it open, and he's Superman. And I'm like, but you already did most of his mythos. Like, like middle <laughs> finger to me, right? Interesting. And, like, it felt like the exact same with this, where it's like, yeah. oh, we finally get Superman, I guess. But at least he smiled, I guess. Yeah. Even though it was the most ugly looking smile I've ever uh, seen because of the mustache. The after credit sequences are fine. The Superman racing Flash one is kind of nice. It looks terrible, though. Yeah. Because they, it, again, it's very shoots. It, it looks like they shot it, the whole thing in front of a green yeah. screen, even though it's just yeah. them in like a park. Yeah. And, you know, Superman, like the mustache stuff. Yeah. Uh, they bring, Which I'm not going to ask that much of an after credit scene. Yeah. They bring still. back the brunch joke. Yeah, for some reason, it, it's it it, it kind of works for me in this this part because he, he, he's 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 like, um, oh, what's, well, what's, but they haven't built up a team dynamic that works when you build sure. up because he's well like, they kind of did. I guess should we address real quick the fact that Superman does technically save people in the end? I guess that's supposed to be Superman saving people, and that makes oh, yeah. up for the last two movies. That was nice, although I thought it just a ludicrous image of him <laughs> lifting up an entire building. I know, isn't there like some plot point in the comics that like. For, for some reason, like, when he picks up something, it, like, remains stable and doesn't fall apart. I have no idea. I think there's something about that. Uh, so, technically, when he picks up the building because of his alien DNA or whatever, like, it maintains its structural sure. integrity. If it sounds stupid, it is. <laughs> but but it is a funny moment Are to see sure? flat, the flat. Joss Whedon did the We right. haven't talked about the Soviet family. Yeah. They get a lot of screen time in a two-hour movie. Show us the Justice League doing <laughs> things. I don't care about this one family. You do a quick cut to them when they see the parademons doing yeah. stuff, and then you cut back to them when the Flash is saving them. Yeah. We don't need to have a whole mini arc of them just doing things. Yep. Although it is a funny moment when Flash is just looking over and he sees Superman lift. It, it is also pretty funny. The, 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 I think the, the the moment where Flash is like, I, I forget. I think when he 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 waves and he's like Dostoevsky, yeah. and then and then the, the little girl's just like okay, and yeah. then there's like a little like weird, like Russian. Um, I don't know what's what 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 you'd call that. It's it's some sort of Russian sounding little like jingle in the background or something like that. Um, might be the best part of the score. <laughs> but but like yeah, that's. I was mildly amused by the after credit scene with Deathstroke and Lex. Yeah. Mostly because they're just trying to be like, oh, Jesse Eisenberg, he's Lex Luthor now, uh, right? But then he's still just talking like Jesse Eisenberg, Lex And Luthor. who are they going to use for this League of... this Injustice League? They introduced Deathstroke. Okay, here's what they should have done for the Justice League movie. The bad guys should have been the Injustice League. Because this is a way they could have countered Marvel in a way that addressed a lot of complaints mm-hmm. against Marvel. Because a lot of people are... I know there were a lot of rumors that... And this could still be true. We haven't seen Infinity War. 
But there's a, there were rumors floating around that maybe he was going to resurrect some of the yeah. old villains that had died. Yeah. And bring them back. Because, like, they, a lot of the villains seem to have died rela- in ways related to the Infinity yeah, Stones. like Red Skull being absorbed by the, the yeah. cube or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that would have been an interesting way for them to address that. By being like, okay, the Justice League's going to fight a bunch of their villains. And not have to fight an evil alien invasion mm-hmm. like the Avengers keep doing. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been a good way to, like, subvert yeah. that. Yeah, to get ahead of the game. Yeah. For so, once. Well, also... It's a bit more difficult to do that when you sure. don't have the individual setup movies, but sure. I still think they could have done it. You yeah. know, like Lex, like you know, what have been cool. You mirror Lex and Bruce, where you have it. Bruce is trying to bring together the Justice League, and then you see Lex bringing together the Injustice League, and they're and like mm-hmm. it's trading off. Yeah, I don't know. And then, and then after that, then you start building to dark side or yeah. something. Yeah. But sure. we don't need that yet. This universe is dead. Barry. Yep. I think I've said my piece. I don't... I same. That sounds good. I I want a Zack Snyder cut, and I, they're pro. I would imagine they're going to release either a bunch of deleted scenes that Joss Whedon did. Mm-hmm. Or they will do like an extended Joss Whedon cut, but they won't actually give us what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them releasing a Zack Snyder cut no. or even making any attempts to do that. No. They might release some of the extended footage of, in a hope to kind of drum up those merchandise sales. Or of whatever. all the, or su- not, the uh, home, home retail yeah. sales or whatever. Of all the screwed up superhero movie based productions that have happened over the past like five or so years. This is the one I want to see a, be- a behind the scenes documentary of like a candid behind the scenes yeah. documentary really just the entire dceu because i but even more so than than like suicide squad or fan four stick i want this one yeah that's fair i just just I, because I'm... i know the overall plot for suicide squad didn't change i know I... significant plot points from this changed. Yeah. yeah i'm also fascinated to see where they go from here because they've got wonder woman 2 and aquaman and of course wonder woman 2 they're gonna be like they made money let's get it out let's go yeah. let's go let's go and that'll probably make money from the name alone. Aquaman will probably be fine because James Wan's an actual competent director. Yes. Unless Warner Brothers decides to screw with him. Well, that's what I'm curious about is that Warner Brothers seems to just completely collapse under pressure. Like, the executives seem to just... The moment they that they are worried... They can't guns. The moment they, they get a sniff that this might go south, they're like, we have to touch everything. Yeah. And and so I'm I'm really curious if the and pressure... the one time they didn't they got Batman versus Superman so that tells them yes. we should never do this yes. again. Well, they did it twice because they the well no because well, even with Wonder Woman, I don't know I feel like with Wonder Woman apparently the... Kevin Sujahara wanted the No Man's Land scene to be cut. I don't know if that's true. That's what I've heard. <laughs> but but like. I feel like that sort of happened with Wonder Woman. I'm that's a man. Sad. I find that sexist. With, with, yeah, sure. With <laughs> Batman Superman and, and Wonder Woman. And, and of course, they're probably going to take more lessons from wait, Batman wait, Superman. Wait, wait, wait. Because Wonder Batman Wo- Superman Wonder, Wonder Woman board. made over $800 million? I'm a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and that's my thing is I'm really curious if they're going to suddenly hyper-focus this pressure onto, okay, we got to make... We're going to be standalones now. We're not going to care about these team-up movies. We're going to, you know, really get in there and, and make these, these movies about our characters that's what the fans want and that's what's gonna make us money and so i'm really curious to see where they go from here because they might just hyper focus onto those and end up crushing them under their weight 
just like they've done with pretty much every other movie so far that isn't Wonder I Woman. Ju- I don't want this universe to exist anymore. Same. I just, just you, you torch it, you replace everyone involved. The problem is that re- requires replacing most of Warner Brothers' higher ups, and yeah. they're not going to lose. No, no, like they're not going to lose. You, the drops. you fire Kevin Sujihara. You yeah. get him out of yeah. there. I think that you can make the case for that. I think the, the Warner Brothers, the investors, may do that. Jeff but, Johns, have him run it because yeah. I know he's like a co-producer or something. But I know, I know, I that doubt he's actually been for able... the most part has been kind of just beaten around. As I've heard, yeah. I've heard behind the scenes stuff where it's like. He never really got any say in anything. Yeah. Like he's he was like, hey, so you know, they're trying to give me more of a role. I'm kind of curious to you know, I, I want to get in, get involved, and I'm I'm excited. And then they just kind of like shut him out. Yeah, they yeah. never really actually gave him any sort of like, real. Well, have him guide it. He knows what he's doing. He loves st- the status just, quo of comics. Like I, that's I'm I'm that's fascinated to see if they're going to just withdraw farther into their shell and and really double down and just com- can just crush the life out of this property or if they're just going to be like all right you know what fine we give up you guys do what you want i'm I, i'm curious how that's going to work i also am and they're going to try and do flashpoint they're going to try and do a days of future past where they probably. reboot the universe through that no i don't want this i don't want it to be related am, to this i am curious Cut if <laughs> if once they kind of reassess after this they would consider giving dc studios its own thing yeah and and sort of sequestering it and saying all right we're gonna stick you over here and Obviously, just have jeff johns being we're gonna have a head maybe it's jeff johns maybe it's someone else you might need someone who's a little more maybe it's grant morrison <laughs> <laughs> why not that would be awesome um and you just have one liaison yeah. same with marvel and right. and you just let them do their thing and and if you tr- you you trust them if they start to get something rolling then you're like all right go from there yeah i just don't know it's just like if Justice League bombs, nobody's going to care about that Aquaman movie. Nobody's yep. going to see that. Yep. Nobody cares. Wonder Woman 2 is their last hope. Wonder Woman 2 is Which means they're going money. to strangle the life out of it. Yeah. F. Uh, yeah, F. That's, I think. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it's quite as offensively bad as Batman vs. Superman, which I gave an F-. minus. Yeah, well, because Batman vs Superman was just shocking. It was just like, oh, this is where we are. We are now. That movie broke me spiritually. This, I, I think I might quote unquote allegedly like Batman vs Superman more, as much as you can like something terrible more than some other terrible. As thing. much as you can like cancer more than AIDS. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> precisely. But but yeah, it's it's not yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, I, 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 I still hate Batman vs Superman like more than anything else on this planet. And that's fair. I just, I realized after watching this, I was like, I really do prefer movies that at care. Least, at, well, at least they challenge you to think. Yes, this they might challenge me to think about how bad the movie is. Yeah. but it's not in a way like this where it's literally just. Uh, that's my sound effect for Justice League. <laughs> yeah. I have a dirty feeling just thinking about this universe. I know. Other than Wonder Woman, which it's, is fine. Yes. <laughs> it disappoints me. All right. Well, happy, happy Christmas, everyone. Well, happy... Well, well, here, let's 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 try and be a bit more hopeful here. There are still good movies in, that DC has done. There are still good DC adaptations. Yeah. Like with Batman, for I, me, I'm just like I don't care if there's another good Batman movie. 
yeah. they could all be terrible from here on. I have my trilogy of movies. I enjoy the Burton Schumacher movies well enough. The 60s movie's excellent. Like, there's still stuff. Superman, slim pickings, but the 78 Superman is still... It's still good. And Wonder Woman. And Wonder... <laughs> well, Wonder Woman, for the most part, I can watch as a standalone. Yeah. Of course, I have to watch the, the bookends that go back yeah, sure, to Batman Superman, but it's fine. We don't see Batman, so we, we can don't just, actually we see. We can Batman. pretend this is Kevin Conroy Batman in a in a like perfect idealized world. Just move on, or I can just have this version of my head where it actually connects to the Dark Knight trilogy and there it's actually Christian Bale, it's, Bruce yeah, Wayne, or yeah, something. It's Alfred. <laughs> he's he's just sitting around in the that photo was the size of a tangerine. <laughs> it's Alfred. It's Alfred and he's sitting around Wayne Mansion in the bat suit. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do the voice. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and I am... Because Justice League is just such a monumental failure, my, usually it it takes something like this for people, to, the, 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 the higher-ups and the, the people to get scared and to be like, you guys have screwed this up. Like, it takes money to make that happen. And yeah. that is what's happening right now. So there is maybe some hope that they're going to be like, all right, this clearly isn't working. We are tired of your direction. We're we're cha- like you have you have screwed up several movies in a row. We're taking this out of your hands. It's very possible that the investors or, or someone uh, some higher up is going to just be like, nope, you screwed this up. This could have been a great property. You did lost we, us quite a few. Did we want to order the movies? Like, yeah, sure. So so for me, I'm going to go top to bottom. Okay, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel. I honestly think Suicide Squad and Justice League are tied for me. I can't. Okay. I can't tell you which one I like more, and you know, or which one I hate more, dislike more. Be, yeah, and then Bad vs Superman is, is the worst of the worst. That is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Not on a technical level, but on just a personal on a, on a personal level that how that movie made me feel yeah. like X Men Three is close, but Bad vs Superman like that broke me. <laughs> So I, I that I, broke me Bane style. <laughs> I think I think for me, not really for but me <laughs> for me Batman vs Superman's the best. <laughs> yeah. For me, trying to for me so through my perspective trying to view these objectively. Yeah, I think Justice League might be the worst out of all of them, and I honest I honestly think it might be kind of what you said about Suicide Squad and Justice League being about on the same level because they have very similar problems. Like yeah. I mentioned, I would I might say Justice League is worse though. I I think it's just so I guess I would I would say Wonder Woman because it earned it. Yeah. Man of Steel and Batman Superman by default, and then <laughs> Suicide Squad and Justice League because like they're not movies. Dear Lord, you could you could flip any of those bottom three without me really yeah batting an eye, but it's going from an F to an F minus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the only reason for me, at least, Batman vs Superman got an F minus is because it again it was just so shocking and like they 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 had three years and came up with this yeah and then because the studio went into panic mode about Suicide Squad and Justice League it, it was pretty inevitable that the outcome would be kind of a mess. Um, it's still an F because it's fascinating how much of a mess it is, but it's it's not it's not worthy of an F minus, nor is it even close to worthy of an F plus. It does not come to the, the sheer delight of watching Jurassic Park 3 and just being like, who made this? <laughs> I don't get it. 
I don't get it. I love hate that movie, okay? I just hate it. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever find another F plus movie. Yeah, we'll get there. Because Jurassic Park 3 is basically a big budget sci-fi movie. So... I feel like if I showed you Superman 4, you might you might feel like this is so terrible. I love it. Interesting. We'll get we we might get around to that. I doubt no, we will. But... I don't want it. Oh! Speaking of which, I do want to I want to leave on, on something interesting that I, I'm very surprised in this near three hour podcast. Yes. If if they had if they had given more time to the production, which they didn't, I'm I But they wouldn't have gotten their bonuses. I'm kind of I don't know. Because Justice League I mean the timeline on this didn't work out at all because Justice League came out in November and Wonder Woman was May. But I feel like if they had given themselves just a little bit more of a buffer on Justice League, it would have been really a really good idea to, once they saw the success of Wonder Woman, to try and put Supergirl in instead of Superman as the the, the final member of the Justice League. And then you don't have to... You can have Supergirl be the superhero that we want Superman to be. You can have her be that, that icon and... You don't have to bring Superman back right away. You can kind of just shelve that. You right. can say that's that's the state of the universe right now. But you've there was like some sort of setup of apparently in like prequel comics for Man of Steel that Supergirl's around or something because of the ship that crashed. Who cares? But I'm saying some way or another, I think I think that would have been a very smart move if they had had the foresight to actually delay on well, this. Just well, well, you know what would have been cool. You started the Supergirl show with her, like you yeah. you connect everything yeah. that way. You have it be like her existing on Earth without a Superman, mm-hmm. and then you pull her into the movie, and then you have Superman show up. Okay, because apparently people at least like that actress as Supergirl. I haven't yeah. ex- I've seen one episode of that show. Uh, That's all I got. Apparently the the. TV universe is falling apart too. Like yeah. everybody just kind of doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Even though I feel like I still rather watch any one of those shows <laughs> more than these movies. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yep. My thoughts exactly. So you can find us <laughs> online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Find us on uh, the iTunes. You can also on YouTube if you search "Here Come the Sequels," and uh, probably forget. You can find us on Twitter at Sequels. There we go. But yeah, the, that's. I think that that just about wraps it up. Um, thank you for for suffering through that with us. I think that was a good a good exercising of our demons as as regards this DCE. Can we just put a moratorium on talking about the DC universe now? I think that would be good. As idea. we move on to talk about the Marvel universe, which will which I think undoubtedly is... cause us to draw comparisons. Sure, sure. Oh no. Can we can we change it to the Bourne movies? Can we just <laughs> what? just just something completely different. That way I'm not I'm not reliving this nightmare. Well actually Matt Damon has now been in an MCU movie. So I mean, Tommy Lee Jones no is in one of those two, and Jeremy Renner's in the, the, one. So no, we can't. Only if you can find something completely unrelated. Challenge accepted. Wait, there's nothing. <laughs> oh, oh, they're telling me there's nothing. 
It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> um, everybody's been in a Marvel movie. Except for right. the people in DC. Alright. So that, I think, is going to do it. To you all, we wish this. I, I hope you... Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. And never watch Justice League. Don't do it. Just, just <laughs> And have a it's, Happy New Year. It's, I, I've watched it once... I watched it once for curiosity and once for someone else's curiosity. And after talking about it, I'm just like... This, that was this. two more times than you should have watched yes. it. Yes. There, there is no reason to watch it for curiosity is what <laughs> I've determined. That's, that's my my expert analysis here. It's just not... It's not worth it. Don't don't watch it if you haven't already. If you were if you were like kind of thinking about oh maybe I'll wait don't just don't pick up Wonder Woman. I think we rented it the other day for like six bucks on Amazon. Yeah, for for that HD, it's, it's better. Like I'll put the I'll put it to people this way: the only one of these movies I own is Man of Steel, and that was just because I I was hoping that you know the rest of the this yeah. universe would turn yeah. out. So I'm like okay, I'll get the first one. Yeah, it's fine. Like the Marvel movies, they collect all those. Yeah, but then I haven't picked up Wonder Woman. I yep. just I don't care. It was a good movie. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess if Wonder Woman two somehow ends up being amazing, then maybe I'll pick it up. But it won't be. So there's yeah. that. All right. Um, so Merry Christmas, <clears throat> Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. Whatever other maybe religious thing you celebrate, Happy New Year. Yep. And we'll see you guys we'll, next time in 2018. Yeah. It'll be nice. We'll we'll start we'll reviewing start some, we'll start reviewing some fun movies. Yeah. We're, we're not going to we're, we're we're going to kind of finally get We just got finished with Rocky. We enjoyed that. Yes. Why do I feel like we It's what happens when you record for 3 hours. It's just that 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 too. a that long too. Yeah. long um, road. Yeah. Good stuff. I disagree. <laughs> well, um, stay rogue, everybody. Sorry about that.